Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 128 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. Also, let us know in the chat what you think of the new pre-roll uh, that came in before the intro, as uh, you know, the guys have been working hard on that this week, and we're also now streaming in 1080p, so let us know what you think as we're trying our best to level up the show. Also, don't forget that you can catch the show live in VR using big screen TV. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. And now, of course, it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy is literally the worst personal trainer in the world, and don't even get me started on his driving in virtual reality. This guy is truly living up to his name this week. It's Rowdy VR. How you doing, dude? You all right? Um, I'm, I'm doing all right. All the people in the city of Los Santos are doing a little bit less well, uh, but I got arrested in the end, so, you know, all turned out fine. Uh, I got the court sitting next week, but uh, I got some cheat codes at hand, so I think I'll still manage to get out of that one. <laughs> Yeah, the good old Konami coach should get you out. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. You know, preparing a little bit more for, uh, for the big move. Um, but for the rest, everything is fine. Still uh, enjoying life as it is, and uh, playing some more games. And uh, I'll talk about that a little bit, la- little bit later. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. Next up, this guy takes the phrase "cutting shapes" to another level in virtual reality. Working up a sweat this week. It was VR streamer Zimtok Five. How you doing, dude? You're right. I'm good. I'm a happy, happy little bunny. Um, I've mo- mostly because I've uh, gotten a beta game. You know, that's a rare, that's a rare thing these <laughs> days. Um, so earlier in the week, I finally cleared Boneworks, which was like on my bucket list, I suppose, my VR bucket list. So finally did that. Um, I was kind of expecting to be a little bit happier with the game than I was, but hey, um, but that's like one ticked off the list, and the next two in the line are. Saints and Sinners, and then Asgard's after that. So uh, pray for me, please. Yeah, those two are, are also on my list. Um, but yeah, I felt <laughs> the same way that you did at the end of Boneworks. I was just kind of a bit disappointed, oh. you know. I think what they've done, you know, I said it again, you know, with the, the physics and the weapon handling mechanics and those kind of things I think are great. I think they should license those out for other people to make yeah. games out of them, you know. Uh, because I just thought as a game, it, it wasn't particularly coherent and the story just kind of lost its way, it's, I think, at the end. Yeah, it, it, it's very, like, they do a lot of admirable things. And actually, yes. for them, like, taken, like, as an indie studio, um, irrespective of the hype, right? If it was just a game sitting on the shelf or whatever, they've taken a lot of risky plays and a lot of that pays off. But I think it's the pacing and the timing in the story it's super Humpty Dumpty. It's like yeah. there's bits where it's like ultra exciting and then it's dead beat for like, and, and it's okay, but it's just inconsistent. Um, and and it's so funny because when you had, I knew you were relatively unimpressed with it at, at the end, right? And I was like ready for like, I was probably at three, three quarters of the way through the game and I was like, I'm ready to upgrade this to a buy. And then the ending, like it goes through the ending. Not that the ending's bad, just I went through the ending segment like the last hour or whatever and I was like, God damn it. Like they missed it just by that much. But you're yeah. right. The assets and the technology, they've got to open that up. That, that'd be the yeah. right move. Yeah. I think that's, that would be smart for them for sure. Um, but uh, glad that Steve uh, been having fun this week in, in O-Shape. That's what I was kind of referring to. <laughs> um, but uh, next up, 
This guy puts his mind, body and soul on the line for science when testing out the latest VR games and hardware. So Frisian friend, it's Nathy. How you hey. doing? What's up? <laughs> How are you? Yeah, great. You're good. Uh, yeah, I, um, it's it's funny that I, I was reading the chat and and this is something that, that has been on my mind for a while is that people usually say like, oh, you know, it's kind of sad that Mike doesn't have an intro or at least not as fancy as our intros in a mm. way. You know, you just say like, hey, I'm Mike from uh, VR Oasis. Yeah, hype, hype all you guys up. And then it's kind of badass. Yeah, I'm, I'm just Mike. That. But uh, like they, they, they say that maybe we should uh, surprise you from time to time and, and uh, just, uh, you know, cook up something ourselves so we can troll you too. Because yeah, that's the that, thing, you have been, you know, you troll us. That's but true. We should be able that's to true. troll exactly. you yeah. too. Yeah, I because have you, all the fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. People think that we appreciate that, but we don't at all. No. Every every time after the podcast is it's, it's literally fight. the only pleasure I get from doing this show. So please don't take that away from me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Of course, I love doing this show. Uh, but let us know in the chat if you've got any suggestions for an intro for me. We'd love to hear them. Maybe we can read a couple out okay. uh, after we've done our little intro. That was, not a, so. that was not a wise move, Mike. You just asked the internet for advice. That's yeah. never yeah. a good move. Yeah. <laughs> never. But, you know, go for it. Take your best shot. Um, so last but by no means least, uh, before the chat goes wild on, on my intro, uh, my name is Mike and I'm host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got a great show for you today. Some of the highlights include a great deal on some of the best VR games from Humble Bundle. Uh, Half-Life Alex finally gets a release date. We get some more details on the Insomniac Games acquisition by Sony. Uh, Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week. Let's hope they're a little bit better than the previous <laughs> few weeks, as they've been particularly uh, bad. So oh I look God. forward to that. And finally, we're going to be asking the question, should we be using VR to digitally bring back loved ones that have passed away? So uh, okay. interesting topic to sort of end the show with. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, but first, of course, let's find out what everyone's been playing this week and the highlight of the week. And uh, first up is going to be Rowdy. What have you been up to, dude? Um, well, this week actually. Well, first I'll talk about uh, um, the the GTA video because I have yeah. I have I've just a funny story about that I really want to share. I showed my dad that video. Um, and my my dad is a kind of character. He he gets very immersed with everything that he does. If he's watching a movie, he's literally sitting on the edge of his seat, like almost ready to like jump in. The guy has been like experiencing virtual reality without VR glasses for like decades now. So it, it's hilarious to see him like get really you know, um, immersed in whatever he is watching. So I showed him the video and there's this scene where I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I should go to the beach. And the next clip shows me like just driving on the beach, like driving over people. <laughs> My dad saw that and he went straight like, you can't do that. You, you literally can't do that. That that's, they're gonna, they're gonna get you for that, right? And I was like, dad, it's, it's a game, huh? Yeah, but still like, you can't do that. Like. <laughs> He's just he's just sitting there thinking. Yeah. I've I've created a monster here. <laughs> what is wrong with my son? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe maybe he went to the police saying like, "Hey, listen, he did this and uh, and he doesn't yeah. tell it's a game." <laughs> yeah. But that, that was uh, that was for the GTA uh, GTA bit. Uh, but this week I've been playing some more um, Saints and Sinners. But I've also played uh, a two D game. Uh, and that's the one I actually wanted to highlight, um, and that was XCOM 2. And I know that Mike is a is a really big oh, XCOM, XCOM fan. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, the amount of hours too, that I've spent in that game, Jesus! <laughs> but it, it made it made me think like we we don't really have something like this in virtual reality, and 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 I'm wondering if there's like a reason for that. Is it maybe one of those genres that really 
just wouldn't work in VR because so it's like it's turn-based, you know, like so, so there, there are some game. VR games. Wait, excuse me. Yeah, there is one game actually that that almost uh completely replicates the the the, the genre and that is uh, mm-hmm. Augmented Empire, but it yeah. only um it only came out on Oculus Go and Gear VR. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a shame because I love that game and I I finished yeah. it. It was really long. Had some amazing voice actors in it as well. You can actually so that did release for Quest in the end. So it is oh, a, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a quest build of that game, um, which I tried out. The thing is, as you say, it's it's very long. Like you get to the end of the first chapter, yeah. and you think like there's there's going to be uh, yeah, it, it, it's but, mad. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I love that very genre, good. so I, I would welcome more games like that in VR. But... And, and do you think that that uh, a game like that works well in VR, or would you still prefer to play something like this on just like a, a screen? I think it it would it would work well because those games that have like a, a, a like a battlefield that you overlook like in God mode almost mm. like Brass Tactics um uh, what was that other what the twin stick shooter that came out a long time ago that was really good as well um, I know but I don't know the name I can't think of the name now um, it, says a, those, it says enough about the... yeah it's been a while but those those games where you overlook the battlefield and you can see the little soldiers and if you physically like look in you can get like a real close up of them. Mm-hmm. I love that. So yeah, I would welcome like a. But, the, a proper but there are other aspects game. to the game as well, like like for example, like the base building, yeah, and, like, all these kind of things, which I really enjoy in XCOM because it, it gives a strategic element, so that every gameplay is a little bit different depending on your approach. Yeah. Um. But I I just I don't really see something like that really working well in VR. I think something like that I would still prefer to play on a on a on a screen. Yeah, uh, I think for the majority, even though you have sometimes the advantage of like having the overlook, but uh, with like, you know, the fog of war and all mm. those kind of things, I don't know if you have that much of an advantage in virtual reality when you when you actually uh, mm. are playing that. I don't know if it's as fun because, yeah, I don't well, know. I, I still think the comfort of like having a screen, mm. especially for those, because you're not really playing the game per se. You're more like, you know. You're like an overlooker, you know, you're, you're trying decisions. to actually yeah. command troops and doing that on a screen maybe feels more natural. Mm. I can tell you that there is definitely a measurable difference when you try to do that. Like there's a, uh, 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 if you're sitting in front of a mouse and keyboard with that kind of micro strategy game, um, like I was playing a lot of Starcraft this week and I tried it from, because my kids are downstairs and I'm like, and they, my, my boy kept running upstairs, downstairs, upstairs like that. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck it, I'll just sit on the couch and play in my quest from my PC and, mm. and a strategy game, right? And yeah. and I was able to do it. And the coolest thing about StarCraft is it measures your APM, your actions per minute. So you you have a, a an actual metric that tells you how efficient you are. And at my PC, I'm 60 actions per minute. For my quest downstairs, 21. Yeah. So I'm a third as effective, right? Using mm-hmm. kind of drag and drop mm-hmm. with the selection of the touch controls and all that. But um, I, just a correction there as well. I was wrong. I was confusing with uh, Republic, which for my brain, uh, it has uh, a similar art style. It does, yeah. To, I was already wondering. Uh, like, I've never seen Empire. It. Yeah, I've yeah, never saw it on the store. One of the better games on, on oh, yeah. Go. It should yeah. be on Quest, yeah. though. Yeah, but I was wondering, like, for, like, those kind of games like XCOM, would it not be cool if instead of, like, playing on your screen, you would actually put on a virtual reality headset and you would have this, like, massive command center, literally like a command center with oh, yeah. a big screen, where you then would have to use the controls on it. So actually playing on a screen while you're in virtual reality, but just in an environment yeah, yeah. that really suits it. Yeah. I don't think there's concept. any RTS game or like turn-based strategy game that uh. has done something really like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like in a minority kind of style that you can like um, 
Mm. Move, move yeah. your troops or like send oh, commands yeah, yeah. over like that. Even like something that I, I really enjoyed, like playing Total War. And then you could, you know, have this overview of your troops, but then also become one of the troops. So you had mm. like the Roman Empire that you built yourself with all these, you know, beautiful cities and stuff like that. And then you could be, you know, sitting on a horse, leading your troops in first person too. So switching from third to first, I think in yeah. VR, that's amazing. Because it then yeah. shows up the scale in such a different way. It's epic. Yeah, I'm trying to rattle my brain here now. There were a couple of titles by E. McNeil that were uh, quite HUD overarching based. And I'm trying to rattle my brain if Astraeus or any of those were like that. There's been a few games like Homeworld as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. The, um, it's a very the difficult balance between fun and like too much real-life command center, you know, I mm. think from Rowdy's idea, yeah. The twin-stick shooter that I was talking about uh, earlier is Landfall. Uh, That's Landfall. what it was. Um, it was yeah. a really cool little game, actually. If you like Command & Conquer, yeah. it kind of had that aesthetic, but it was a twin-stick shooter, and I Did really enjoyed it. The dev studio behind that go under? It's uh, uh, it's the, the it's something with light, lightning, whatever. It's who it's the guys who made, I think, Babylon? Damage Core? No. I think they made Damage Core, too. Okay, interesting. Uh, let me just look that up. Yeah, Go sure, forward. sure. Um, so yeah, that's interesting though. You got into XCOM too. Have you been you yeah. have you been playing with the Chosen DLC? Uh, I I'm just playing the regular game. Oh, okay. I do have the the DLC as well, but I haven't played the. Man, I like how these two are having a very intimate like. This like, is like a, a Valentine's Day meal. It, 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 <laughs> is, it is. Just see Mike's face light up anytime a strategy game comes up. I love. I it. love strategy games. And like all no, the time that well. I anytime I get a DM from Mike, it's like fifty percent chance it's a better strategy. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not like too hard, but XCOM is actually quite hard, uh, even on the easier difficulties. Oh yeah, it's hard and it's punishing. But as well. it, yeah, but as long as it stays fun, then I'm I'm yeah. okay with that. The best thing to do is name your soldiers like after family members or friends. So when they die, <laughs> it really is horrific because you're like, oh my god, like this. It, it, yeah, it's awesome, man. I love that game. So so <laughs> it's awesome. So Landfall was actually published what? by Oculus Studios yes. and was made by Forest Field. Force field, force, force field, yeah, 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 yeah. legit studio, yeah. yeah. I don't know, but um, XCOM, XCOM is is that not a bit like um, the Mario and Rabbids game that came out? Yeah, exactly. I love <laughs> that Mario game too. Mario and Rabbids, like it's funny. I never played XCOM. I still remember being in the Caribbean. We had this one shop that had XCOM, and I remember ogling. You remember when you're a kid, like you ogle over something. You're yeah. like that box. Like eventually, I'll save up the money and I'll be able to get that. <laughs> yeah. And I remember later when I was later, I was like, there were certain albums that I was like. You know, I will I will not pirate music. I will go buy CDs. And it was just, it was funny. Like, I used yeah. to ogle over these things. But XCOM was one of those series. I literally never played it. But I ogled oh, it for, like, wow. 15 years straight. Yeah. Um, I played all the original games. I, I remember getting XCOM cool. for my birthday, yeah. Well, if I do cool. want, like, a new game for the Labo VR kit, because it's been a while, um, it would be Rabbids. Yeah. Rabbids. Maybe also the the Goose game. That would be fun in VR too. <sighs> Can you imagine a, a VR adaptation of the Goose game? That would be incredible. <laughs> what, that you're in first person? That you're yeah. like the Goose? And, and you, you, you have to like open your mouth yeah, to yeah, honk. Yeah, 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 exactly. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Honk. I like that. Okay. We've gone a bit on a tangent here, so apologies. <laughs> um, so what, have, what was your highlight uh, this week, Zim? What have uh, you been up to? Uh, my highlight... Um, God, I, I, it's hard because I've got to choose between three. It was like Boneworks, Saints and Sinners and O-Shape. Um, O-Shape was loaded as fun. You guys have heard me going on and on and on about, you know, uh, playing games with with, uh, with my wife in that kind of side-by-side -side format that we've got. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of want to talk about Saints and Sinners just because uh, 
It took me three separate play sessions to realize that I could click a spot on the map to progress to the next level. I was bashing my head against the wall again and again and again, thinking like, where do I find the the dinghy or whatever I need to go to the next level? I've got the two dinghies. I'm in the first area with the big mansion. And I'm like, I can't get to the next place. And I'm just like, maybe I'll just, I'll just try pressing on this. I'm like, it just teleport. It just teleported me. Is, 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 I just that, wasted four hours of my life because of this map. Anyway, so it's great. It's is that is that like ga- game. bad game design, or is that just you being a caveman not understanding how to actually? Uh, I don't know. It, it it's one of those problems when you try something, you don't have success. Like I tr- I remember trying to teleport via pressing this button. It didn't work for me. So my brain was on, like, on the little That's map. That's not going to be on the, that, on on the, the little map. map. Yeah, the little map that you get. And, um, I mean, this is such a small, minute little thing. I'm not going to focus in on just that, but I just wanted to share my pain a little Wait, bit. Wait, so the game is bad. So we finally <laughs> found something. We found something about this game that isn't good. The crouching is it. The crouching is great. Uh, natural crouching is in, which is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, is it in? I didn't even know that. It's in. So, like, you know, if there's, like, a shuttered uh, garage that you've got to walk into and, you know, climb a ladder yeah. or something... You, you crouch down just in real life, and it will put you in that slow down, quieter mode uh-huh. or whatever. And uh-huh. as you stand up, it comes out of it. And I found it to be perfect. It worked very, nice. very well. Um, I just love the kind of panic that you run into. Like, I'd forgotten. You know, you go away from a game, you come back, and you forget the dangers. Mm-hmm. Like, I hadn't died in my first playthrough because I'd remembered. I'd, I'd listened to the tutorial. I brought weapons with me. The second time, I just went in like a tourist, and I'm there, like, trying to grab bottles and push zombies back. And, man... Those those Louisiana ladies, they're not friendly. They're not friendly at all. You know, you know what I've been wondering? I was like looking at Steam and I saw the game coming by again. Because sometimes, I don't know why, but Steam recommends me games that I already have. Yeah. But maybe it wants me to buy it for my friends, whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, it's an expensive uh, gift, though, i got to say. But... Um, so, so I was like wondering because they they sold these different versions of the game. They also had this collector's edition. Oh yes. Have they have has anyone actually received one of those? Because I was looking it up on YouTube, seeing if anyone unboxed it or whatever. Because how many times do we get like a collector's edition? Nothing. And then I went to the Steam discussions to yeah. see if everyone was angry. Um, no one was, you know, talking about it. So I don't know what's what's. Up with that. Yeah, I did think I did think the physical items were pretty cool, actually. You know, like because well, obviously the backpack is featured in the trailer, and it looks true. But you haven't received nice. it yet, so you don't know the quality or whatever. No, but yeah. Um, but I like the fact that it like doubled up as a yeah, headset yeah. carry case. Yeah, I thought I it was a yeah, smart yeah. move, yeah, totally. and it was the first time I think we've seen something like that. So yeah, yeah if you, just... if you did get that bundle and you've got any pictures of it, please like tag us in in yes. Twitter because we'd love to see the pictures of it. Yeah, for sure. I just find it crazy that we had like a VR game that had uh, like almost like a Dead Island hype trailer mm. that mm-hmm. matured into a game that's as equally as good as the trailer. Like that to me is still yeah, blowing my mind a little bit. True. Like the fact that, I mean, Saints and Sinners is in the top, I don't know, five or seven on Steam already or still. Um, and I was looking through the list. It's like, all right, shooters, slicers and stabbers. Like that was mm-hmm. the, that's, that's what's yeah. in the top 10. Of and Steam it kind of came out of nowhere, that trailer. Cause I remember that when it, it first, that we first saw it, we were a bit like, Oh, there's another yeah. Walking, uh, Dead. Walking Dead game. Even the gameplay that was like, yeah. uh, you know, on the internet. But I think what's most impressive is that they went from, of course, Archangel was pretty good already, 
but they went from that to this. That's like a big step forward. That's a big step. Yeah. Uh, Design-wise as well. Although I really, I really bad. liked Archangel. Yeah, I me too. Looked fully. It looked, yeah, story-wise really and everything was uh, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great that, you know, Saints and Sinners is still like ranked very highly in terms of like VR games in the Steam charts right now. So yeah. uh, it's doing well for them as well, which is good to hear. I like the, f- uh, so this will be the last thing I say. Like they like the fact that they went like balls of the wall, totally full on in with the, uh, not just the graphics, but like the uh, the grotesque. And they're not mm. like going crazy. You're not like shooting somebody and they're like squirting blood all over your screen or something stupid like that. Like it's a, it's a fair reflection of a very, uh, a very rough situation to be in. And yeah. I love it for that reason. I love that a zombie game can feel that good. The only thing that now my soul is pining for is a multiplayer experience like that. Yeah. Like that's a single player experience. Think if you had buddies in that, like, mm-hmm. oh man. I mean, especially after we got the fucking news that 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 Left 4 Dead isn't being made. Come on, modders, work on this, please. Anyway, yeah. that was my pitch for the week, Mike. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> what about you then, Nathie? What you been up to then, dude? Yeah, so uh, looping back to Mike's intros, I have a three year oh, that I amazing. collected. Yes. Thank you. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more than ready. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm, sure. So, first one from PD, our one and only mod, one of the mods, mm. but the chosen one. Well, be careful because you might get fired after this. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Mike, the scientist guy from Half Life. That's true, actually. A lot of people have said that. So, uh, funny fact is that when I scream, apparently I sound like the scientist from Half-Life. Go and check out can my you, Half-Life you, in VR wait, video. Can you scream for us, Mike? Just I, I, for I us. can't do it like randomly. You have to go and check out the uh, the video. But uh, there was a lot of comments specifically about that on my playing Half-Life on the Quest video. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the next one is from Flipposide. Mm-hmm. Um, there, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Mikey McMikey from Oasis. <laughs> Mikey McMikey. It's like Mike. It's like what Boaty McBoke face. Mikey McMike face. <laughs> yeah. Then the last one is from Mighty Quinn, mm-hmm. the Godfather of VR. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Oh, that's what he said. I thought he was <laughs> referring to himself intro. as the Godfather. No, of that's VR. it. That's oh, just yeah. the, the intro. Yeah, I feel like uh, what was it like? Uh, I need to need the the the. The cotton balls in my mouth, you know, the, yeah, you know, and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. rocking chair and a pipe hey, or sunny, something. Hey, sunny, yeah, yeah, yeah. you boys, you know what to do. I am family. <laughs> Don't disappoint me. You know, I won't make yeah. you an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, it does sure. feel like a VR family, you know. We we we've spent every weekend together yeah. for like over two years now. So oh, I, I, I thought you were going to say we're a mafia. Well, no, I wouldn't go that far, no. no. But I've probably spent more time with you guys on the weekend than my family, so I, I would consider us a VR family at this point. And correct my uh, memory, and never <laughs> having successfully played a four-player game together, have we? Never. Never, no. right? Never. I think the closest yeah. we came was when me, you, and Rowdy played Rec Room together, uh, the the quests. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was the four of us, no? Oh, was it the four of us? Was it the four of us? We went I into Alt Space so. together. Oh yeah, we we for a uh, party because we yeah. had our we, like, we did a rec room all together. Sure. That was that was great. Okay. The bus, I remember the bus. Yeah, the bus, yeah. the party bus. We should do that again. Stairway sometimes. to heaven and that. And stuff. there's a game that we're going to be talking about later on in the show that I have approached the lads to play. So we're going to talk oh, yeah, more okay. about that later on. Ah, yes, yes. Um, so uh, let, let's also go into the chat real quick. Sure, what yeah. people have been playing. Uh, we have Eric Hartley. He played a uh, blind spot, <laughs> super realistic, <laughs> oh, really? and the scary driving simulator. 
Yeah, you, you remember where, uh, you know, Zim was, uh, uh, you know, the Pinocchio of this show? Yeah, go back uh, to the previous yeah, episode. Enjoy. It's a great troll. I, I still like it. Um, then we have uh, a Swift who finally jumped into Stormland. Apparently there's a sale right now. I don't know the price, but it's on sale. So if you're interested, maybe check that out. Um, then we have Wato UK finally completed Asgard's Wrath and kicked Loki's path. But without any PC incident. <laughs> Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah. Uh, also played GTA Five on the Pimax and a steering wheel. Mm. Mm. Nice fun. combination. Um, mm. Then we have uh, a Quack played uh, Until You Fall. Um, I fell a lot. It's, it's a hard game, man. It's hard. Yes. I still want to play that. I st- I've got that. That's a, that's in my must play queue. You know. Mm. Then uh, Davo uh, Thousand, uh, real VR fishing and poker stars on the Oculus Quest. Last but not least, oh. least we also have. Psycho. And, uh, well, funny enough, I was actually waiting for him to, you know, put his, uh, you know, the games that he played in the in the chat, but he wasn't there. So I, uh, I had to wait. And then I got this comment from him saying, uh, I overslept, LOL. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Dave the Psycho lets yeah. us down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's the chat. Um, I, I'm just going to keep it short because, you know, we're a passionate bunch of uh, folks, but, uh, you know, we got to move on to some other subjects too um, yep. so i played ghost giant on the oculus quest mm. looks great plays great well optimized super awesome comes very close to the playstation vr release um and it's it's out next week i think february 20 awesome story um so uh yeah if you're looking for something kind of like in the in the mass uh, uh vibes but then without the combat but it is third person meets first person then uh yeah, go uh, go check it out. Look it up. Yeah, I got a question for you on this one because I'm really curious that we don't often have it where you go from PlayStation to Quest, a higher That's resolution, true. a higher fidelity display. Yeah, does it look sharper, crisper, etc.? Because I was wondering if Ghost Giant would look really nice with all the like little miniature scale buildings and stuff. Oh yeah, in yeah. The Quest compared yeah, yeah, to PSVR, is there a notable difference? Yeah, let's say if we're talking about the hardware, of course. Of course, but that makes sense. Um, if you talk about just graphics alone without headsets, uh, uh, then it's it's very similar because the 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 style of the game mm, is yeah. not that demanding. Although when I look back my video I made of of uh, uh, Ghost Giant on PSVR, I noticed that the ghost hands are less transparent on Quest. It's the little effects that are yeah. missing, and also the sunlight that you know shines through the trees or it's it's more the you know the 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 little things that yeah. kind of finish it up are missing on the quest, but it's it's not a, a deal breaker in any way. But that's something that is not there. But who cares? Yeah. And it, it's a beautiful game as well. Like I actually oh, finished it yeah. from start to finish on on the PSVR and really loved it. And I thought it was interesting that it it tells like a really important story about like mental health that is really yes. surprising. You don't really think that of a game like this when you see it, in it originally, um, but it does it in a really clever and sort of charming way. And I would definitely you know recommend checking it out for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of those uh, like hidden gems that you know yeah. deserves a spotlight from from the media in general because it's one of those titles that you know promotion wise and maybe not the most sexy one to go for, yeah. but it's still super important to uh, to share. No, it's an it's an awesome title. Yeah, I'm really glad that it's coming to Quest. Do we know if it's coming to PC as well or not sure? I I, I expect so. Okay. Um, people have been like that's something I I've seen and this is a good question to kind of end with is that. Um, 
So now, if you have a Quest, you can play Oculus Rift uh, games. If you mm -hmm. have, of course, a powerful computer and an Oculus uh, fiber cable or a USB 3 cable, whatever. Um, but what about the other way around? Mm. Would it yeah. be fair yeah. to do it the point. other way around? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you know, especially if this game doesn't come to Rift, which, you know, I'm not sure sure if it will or not. I'm highly likely that it does. But yeah, you're right. If uh, the Rift owners are missing out because it's a Quest exclusive, that kind of sucks. Yeah. And it would yeah. fill up the library of the Rift as in a nice way at the moment. So yeah. I, I think it would be a, a good trade. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Do you have to have your Quest sitting there? Like, is it doing the processing and then you're just picking it up? as a stream off of a PC VR headset? Or are you talking about just the software just being the software. emulated? Because I was thinking yeah. that an emulator level, um, you know, like we'd have, like with if you wanted to play an old SNES game mm. or something like that, it's rather easy to just build the software interface yeah. that has the same connectors and then you play the perfect game, but through yeah. this other... Yeah. It although, seems like it would be viable. Yeah. Although it does depend on what it is. Like, I, I, I would be fine... Uh, with playing Ghost Giant on my Oculus uh, Rift if it was the Quest version. But then with, for example, a game like Death Lab, I'm like, this is just this is just too simple for my yeah. taste. So Although, like, like I mentioned uh, last week with, with Phantom, you know, there being two different versions, a Quest version and a PC version. You know, I would like that the Ghost Giant did have a PC version that looked better and took advantage, like you say, of the mm -hmm. little details that were... Yeah, but let's say if they were not planning yeah. to do it... Yeah. Then you're never gonna play it. So yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Yeah. I, I think well, they will do it though. Yeah. I do think so. Well, I still want you, a PSVR emulator for for desktop though. That yeah. that's the dream. <laughs> that's the real dream. So you can play. Uh, that's never gonna so, happen. You, so you can play uh, Space Channel Five on your Quest. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I I have played that. <laughs> I know. It's a fun um, game. So the, I'll get into what I uh, got into this week. Uh, so firstly, I was interviewed by uh, Anthony from VR365. Uh, I was on his show, which was a lot of fun, actually. It was interesting to be on a show as a guest rather than hosting a show for a change. <laughs> really unusual. First time it's ever happened. So uh, that was uh, a lot of fun. So if you want to go and check nice. out that interview, uh, go and check out VR365 and you should find it when you search oh, for it. Oh, you've never done that before, Mike. That's your, that's your first never. time. Never. Huh. No, first time. So uh, yeah, it was a unique uh, situation to be in. It, it was fun. You know, I enjoyed myself so it was nice uh, just to get kind of questions fired at me for a change which was interesting yeah um but my highlight of the week uh, this week was playing pavlov on the quest oh, and shit. i know i know like pavlov <laughs> uh is like one of rowdy's you know uh, favorite games yeah. um and I, i've known it's been available on the quest you know via sideloading for some time but i hadn't really spent a lot of time playing it um mm. so i jumped in and played with uh, gamertag vr uh, who we've had on the show before uh, so played with him uh, in a lot of the multiplayer maps and the thing is you need to be aware of that there's no matchmaking right now so you kind of just have to jump into the game together uh, at the same time and hope oh. for the best <laughs> okay. um and because the servers aren't like they're, they're not particularly busy like when we were playing uh, you know morning in the uk uh we were lucky enough to get into the matches together most of the time. Um, and we found that using Discord with uh, Bluetooth headphones and microphones really helped with communication. So that's the way I'd recommend it uh, for the time being. Um, but what I was surprised about was that it actually holds up really well. You know, all of the gun handling mechanics are there, although the textures don't look quite as nice. Um, but all the maps are intact all, and, and the game modes as well. Like you've got um, search and destroy, which is where you plant the bomb and then someone has to defuse the bomb. A bit like you know, old school Counter-Strike. You've got TTT, which I know uh, Rowdy plays a lot, which is like, you know, was it uh, Trouble in Terrorist Town? 
Yeah. We have to work out who's who's the traitor. Um, you've even got a zombie mode in there now, like the an official uh, zombie mode. Amazing. And then my favorite, Horrifying. which was um, uh, Gun Game. I really loved Gun Game. Gun game I thought that was great. Uh, and basically how that works is you start with a gun. As soon as you kill someone, your gun is upgraded. And basically you keep rolling with that so each time you kill someone your gun is upgraded is it get, like the golden knife the golden knife is exactly. it also yeah. that when someone else knives you you go back one step you don't go back no okay. you okay. don't go back which I is, which is this useful is sad. i didn't know there was a golden knife at the end because i've never got it. i've never got to the end no that's true <laughs> me neither so um, how, how's the how's the performance because you say like it maybe doesn't look so nice but the physics are there and everything so how's the performance on yeah, because it's so a demanding game, game a, for sure. Yeah, like it runs really nice. Uh, Gamertag made a really funny comment that it looked like you were playing like a PS1 game in VR, which is true <laughs> when you look at some of the maps sometimes. It's really rough. Um, but like I said uh, you know, previously, you quickly forget all that when you get immersed into the game and you're you know, racking your, your, your gun after reloading. Um, so it's really fun. And I would recommend anyone that's got a quest you know, to go check it out because it is free after all. Um, and I would say that sideloading it using SideQuest is the easiest method right now mm-hmm. and in there you've also got settings to change your name in game so you you can, you can actually give your own yeah. name mm, yes. um but yeah because i think i think the thing is they are planning on releasing the game officially on the oculus store later this year and i know they had some troubles like last year with whether they were going to get on the oculus store or not but they are working on it now uh, but it's just a question of when but i think this version this free version will disappear once the official version goes live put it that way that makes yeah. sense what, yeah, what about? It won't just be uh, superseded by the existing version. Or maybe they'll strip it down to a single map and single game mode, just so you can get a taste for it. But you know, because it is essentially the full game is for free right now. That's mm. what it is. So I, I can't a good see them. Point. Yeah, I see. That. But I mean, how do you? I suppose you just take the servers offline. Yeah, I guess I so. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I should mention is that the PC version, uh, in in terms of differences, obviously looks better, but also has Steam Workshop integration. So you do get like uh, fan made maps and modes, which is really really fun. And you don't get that on Quest right now. Although right. they're working on matchmaking and these features in the future, so you never know. Is there is there any other dev studio who has plans to start making their game ready for Quest, like Contractors, Onward? Contractors uh, and Onward are both, both. working on bringing oh, the game to Quest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but no I, confirmation if they will actually be allowed to be on the store. Um, I Onward think, has it, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure both have been given Onward the green light. Onward should be able to pull that off with their yeah. you know, relationship they have. Yeah, and I think we were told a while ago about Onward coming to Quest, and I know that contractors, there is a build actually, playable build that you could get access to if you contact the devs directly. Uh, I think other people have been playing it. I think Gamertag said he played it on Quest uh, previously, so yeah. yeah. They will be uh, coming to Quest eventually, so then it will be a fight if they all release around the same yeah, time. Yeah. I who, mean, who it, comes out on top, you know? Because right now there is not really a competitive shooter on there yet. No. Uh, like Dead and Buried was kind of the, but uh, it was who a let still down, uh, talks about that one. Uh, yeah. But There's yeah, one right gun, fucking uh, gun shop, gun store. I don't remember the name of it. Um, it's the it's the it's a single player though. Yeah, a single player shooter. Yeah, but yeah, like there isn't like no a, a game to scratch that itch if multiplayer is really your vibe. So yeah. yeah, I'd totally recommend Pavlov. A lot of fun. And also the microphones worked. Uh, although it was using Discord, you know, you could use the Quest microphones to communicate with your colleagues, which worked well enough, I think. It was actually such a such a nice thing that with, uh, with most VR headsets, like everything is like integrated. Like yeah. you know that your users will have a microphone. You know that they'll have audio. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's. I think it's yeah. nice to develop for something like that. Yeah. 
yeah, for sure. So, yeah, go and check out Pavlov, totally free, available on SciQuest. Um, so let's get into some news then. Uh, first bit of news this week is that there's an excellent deal on some VR games from the lovely people over at Humble Bundle. So for the next 10 days, you can get the following VR games for just £11.50 or $15. US This is a total bargain, by the way. You get Smashbox Arena which are from the same devs that are currently making Population 1. I am. That's a pure multiplayer, right? It's pure multiplayer, yeah. Uh, You get Cosmic Trip. You get Ah. Gorn. Subscription Mm. to Gorn Hub, which is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that's Uh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Subscription to Gorn Hub. (laughs) Gorn Hub, yeah, Gorn Hub. What the heck is Gorn Hub? Oh, Rowdy. Rowdy introduced (laughs) us. It's a joke? Mike, like, never jokes. jokes. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's It's a very old video of mine. So, uh, Smashbox Arena, Cosmic Trip, Gorn, Budget Cuts, Space Pirate Trainer, Moss, and Superhot. All for £11.50 or US dollars. Very nice. Amazing deal. The only one that I just don't think should be in the list is Smashbox. It's like super random. But I mean, yeah, maybe they they were, you know. (laughs) But that's what they do with these kind of like bundles, right? They they make you like, you know, appetize for like a few titles and they throw in another one. That's true. uh, Just to like, you know. I I do wonder though, like, because as as I said, it's a pure multiplayer. I I do know for a fact that they were really tryharding to get people in there with new updates all the time. But in the end, it just went... To complete, you know, it was it's a ghost town uh, as far yeah. as I know. But now with this humble bundle, maybe there's like some activity in there. Must yeah, be. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, there was a bit of confusion though, um, especially with Quest owners, because you know a lot of these uh, games are obviously on Quest now, and people were like, "Oh, can I get this on the Quest?" You know, this is obviously a great deal if you were a Quest owner, you could get these games because you know the Quest versions are obviously a little bit higher normally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, sadly, that's not the case. These are for Steam keys uh, which are pc uh, versions of the game Um, it's kind of annoying for people with a quest to not really know very clearly when something is crossed it's like oh yeah we saw the dev saying it on social media this or like there is no uh system that really tells you you know whether it's uh, cross by yeah yeah yeah. it's just a question of whether you know or not through reddit or through the great i'm sure so many people have already bought so many games that in the end were not yeah yeah, it's interesting there's not a public, like, inventory, um, even a Wikipedia page. Like, early on, when games were starting to launch for VR, different Wikipedia sites were popped up and um, yeah. would tell you, you know, what platforms uh, were supported with certain games and well, release dates and things like that. But well, the, the they, thing that's is, gotten overwhelmed that that is no longer useful. Well, the thing is, a developer needs to actually clarify it on social media somewhere to make sure everyone knows, but you can't just, you know, when you uh, put the store up on Oculus, for example, uh, edit that. There's no tab or anything. So, yeah, that should definitely be added. It's not yeah. listed, right? It's not listed no, as a it's characteristic on the store no, page. No. It, yeah, that should, that, that's just, that's in Oculus's hands. Mm-hmm. They need to fix that. Yeah. Um, the great thing is, though, if, if you just bought a Valve Index, for example, for Half-Life Alex, and you're waiting, you know, which we'll be talking about very shortly, yeah. uh, you know, these are some great games to keep you busy in the meantime, yeah. and really cheap as well. Well, you mean um, a Valve Index for like around $2,000 at the moment? Well, that's true. We're going to touch <laughs> on that very shortly. Like, I've, even, I've even seen one for 3K. But that's crazy, yeah. yeah. Um, just going back to the Humble Bundle, though, another little bonus is that if you do buy this bundle for the full price, you also get uh, additional soundtracks uh, as a bonus for Cosmic Trip, uh, Gorn, and Space Pirate Trainer. Ah. Space Pirate Trainer's got an epic soundtrack as well, so that's it's true. worthwhile. And Cosmic yeah. Trip, like, I'm sure a lot of people are like, Cosmic Trip, what? Who? What? Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a really fun game. Yeah. Yeah, actually, Humble Bundle. I only ever learned about Humble Bundle because of soundtracks, because I'm a huge fan of like 
humble bundle soundtrack compositions there's some mm-hmm. amazing soundtracks you've been able to pick up there throughout the years but they once did a soundtrack pack which was like 15 different games and i didn't know anything about the games but you get the games and the soundtracks and i was like i don't care about the games i just want the music um so even for something like this now the bonuses those those soundtracks do they come in even if you pay a dollar or, or whatever i think it is I'm not sure. Not sure. I think it might be if you buy the full thing. Um, But also on top of this, you know, like apart from this bundle aside, Humble Bundle also sell individual VR games and they've also got some heavily discounted games there as well. So uh, go and check it out. We've added a link in the description down below, by the way, if you want to go and browse some games uh, while you're watching the show. This is like, I I don't see many VR games in the Humble Bundle uh, store. Um, I used to really buy loads of games. Also even giving it away to friends, kind of like, or saving them up for later. Mm -hmm. Um, This is like the third one, maybe? It's super rare. I never see this stuff on Humble Bundle. Yeah. And the great thing is, like, say if you do own one of these games or a couple of these games, if you buy the bundle, you can give away the Steam keys to your friends. Or, you know, I've seen a lot of people giving them away on Reddits and Discords, which is really nice nice of the community to sort of share the love a little bit. So this means that VR is slowly going mainstream because even Humble Bundle thinks VR is relevant now. (laughs) It's growing for sure. Wouldn't say mainstream (laughs) yet, but growing for sure. Oh, we're getting there. Yeah, don't be so positive, Nathan. Yeah. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Let's uh, go back to... uh, but you know, to get you back on the hype train, let's talk oh. about Half Life Alex because oh. that was the yes. that was the huge news this week. You know, the, the news that we've all been waiting for, and that is the release date because we knew it was coming in March, oh. but we didn't know exactly when. Yeah. Um, but Valve tweeted out this week that Half Life Alex will be launching on Monday, the twenty third of March, which is just over five weeks away now. Not long to wait at all. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. Exciting times, and it's on a Monday, which is strange. I think. Thank God that they, uh, I didn't expect them to really, you know, have a release date so quickly, to be honest. No. So I was like, oh, finally I know something because, yeah. you know, for, for my work and stuff like that, it's like sometimes I want to go somewhere, but like I was like on complete lockdown for next month. Do, do, you, think, could... do you think there's still a possibility that they'll postpone it no. or delay it? Not now. Not now. And, you know, Valve time has become like a bit of a meme, um, but I think now that they've announced the date... They're gonna to stick to it, I think. Yeah. But I'm really curious, would there be any implica I mean, we're we're talking digital sales and distribution, right? I'm thinking about things that might interrupt their flow to be able to release. At this stage, no doubt the code is locked. Oh yeah. Um, I think the game is finished. You know, they're they're just doing patches, if anything, at this stage. Yeah. But is there is there um anything in terms of the physical world that would prevent them from release at the moment? Aside from like the campus getting infected with coronavirus and <laughs> shut down. No. Uh, it kind of feels like the release is going to happen. It's not tied yeah. to any manufacturing like hardware releases is. So, no, with Mike, I don't think it is going to have a chance for delay. But, you know, Nathan made a good point earlier about the Valve Index being out of stock because that is that is a problem for them because they're releasing this epic game, which is a flagship game for them, but their hardware isn't available to buy right now and it hasn't been uh, available since Christmas. Um, yeah, which is a good sign. Which is, is great, but I wonder if they're losing sales and people are impatient and they're going out and buying a Rift S or uh, another headset instead, you know, while they wait. I, d- I don't know. It'll be interesting to know what kind of yeah. impact this has, but hopefully they'll be able to get some more stock in just before the game launches. Yeah. Get the hype up uh, again. What I thought was really funny because uh, they announced it on Twitter and they announced it, of course, on Steam in their blog post. And they also added some screenshots to it. <laughs> Apparently, like I didn't see it. I didn't see it. 
um, there was like this, they, they had missing textures in their yes. screenshots, but they, they also didn't know when they posted it. And uh, like, there is like, just, just look for it. I'm not going to tell you where it is, but there is like this error thing somewhere. Uh, it always reminds me of like Gmod for some reason when I see that red error thing blinking, you know? But uh, yeah, that's something they, um, they put in there by accident. Yeah. So like that means it's that means it's not completely ready yet. <laughs> it's like a where's Wally. You, know, you, you can have to you have to find it in the picture. Yeah. You know. Challenge accepted. Um, but the other cool thing is that if you do buy or you bought the the index or the knuckles, um, you know, because you also get the game for free if you just bought the knuckles, um, is that um, you get free Steam environments, which will be releasing very soon. Um, you know, before the game launches, that you'll be able to go into those Steam environments and have a look around some of the assets that they've created for Half Life Alex before the game launches. So that's going to be kind of interesting. Um, that's only if you bought the VR headsets or the Knuckles. Or the Knuckles. Uh, not if you, for example, pre-purchased the game. Oh yeah, of course. If you if you pre-purchase uh, okay. the game as well, you will as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That would be naughty of them Sorry, if they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Screw you okay. guys. Um, you only bought the game. You didn't buy our fancy headset. No longer available. Wow. It's yeah. an expensive uh, home uh, <laughs> environment. Home environment. <laughs> yeah. But one no. thing um, that I should mention and should talk about is that, you know, um, we've now got some details in terms of hardware uh, stats from the Steam hardware uh, surveys, mm. um, which I was I found today. I don't know when this was updated, but it must have been recently because they recently added the Valve Index to their stats now. So uh, between the uh, August in 2018 and January 2020, uh, these are the most popular headsets used on Steam. And I'll work my way from the bottom to the top. So, oh boy, bottom. Whoa. So this guess? is 0.01% users of Steam uh, are using this headset. And that is the whole, this is the Huawei VR headset. I didn't even the know they had a, they make yeah. one? I didn't even know they had a VR <laughs> Huawei headset. Had a headset. So I guess this must be, in China, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I guess, do, do we, as I said, do we Steam do, is like a, you know, you can use it in China. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and do we know how many how many people this is tested on? Did it no, so this is information? Uh, no. Th this is just percentage of like users. Um, I think they've got Steam VR installed or something similar like that. I'm not Sorry, this sure. data comes from the uh, Steam hardware. Yeah, this is official data so, from Steam. Yeah, yeah, official, yeah. it's, okay. it's the one that, that, that people filled in the survey, right? So no no no. So when you uh when you log in on Steam, you can say like, hey, I want to share that data or I don't. So for example, yeah. I share my data, it's so collected. they will yeah. but other there are also a lot of people who do not do that. So that's like the blind. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we don't know what the total number is then. But it gives a good metric, I think, it gives a good idea. Yeah, yeah. maybe um, unsurprising yeah. that the yeah. Huawei users are not allowing them to spy on them. 0.01%. So 0.06% is the HTC Vive Cosmos. Oh, so, God damn it. That yeah. hurts. So it is alive. It is alive, but not doing very well. Well. Um, next up is at 0.08% is the Oculus Rift DK1. <laughs> so, so there's more well, DK1 users so. on Steam VR than there is <laughs> HTC Vive Cosmos oh, users. Amazing. That's crazy. Amazing. That's crazy. Oh, That's really... Palmer popping a cork right there. Yeah. <laughs> that champagne, buddies. That's cool. Um, so next is a uh, 0.41% is the Oculus Rift DK2. Yeah, um, in at 2.01% is the HTC Vive Pro. 7.22% is the Valve Index. And I think, you know, for a headset that's only been out, what, six months? A little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, but that's normally It, it right. shows another yeah, problem six, for six, HTC Vive, though. Yeah, pretty good. That, that means that people rather buy 
the Valve Index and nearby the HC5 Pro, which I think makes sense. Yeah, although the Vive does do pretty well, which I'll come on to shortly. Um, mm-hmm. 8.05% is Windows Mixed Reality, so that includes yeah. all the different headsets from the different manufacturers. Um, 24, this is a big, big jump now. So from 8% to 24.34% is Oculus Rift S. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really big jump. So that one's one been growing four. like bananas. Yeah. And a lot I, of people are buying the Rift S. And I also, yeah, one reason. Four it's accessible. And, and also the fact that the Oculus home store isn't really getting much new content. They go to Steam instead. So that's yeah. also But something. I think everyone who has an Oculus Rift S also uses Steam. Probably uses though. both. Yeah. 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 Um, next up, yeah. uh, at 26.91% is the original HTC Vive. Um, which is yeah. you know so the, the Rift still S holding is, in. It's is catching up with that one as well. Catching up, Rift S yeah. Is catching up to the and original Vive. Yeah. the number one spot at thirty point three six percent is the original Oculus Rift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but How the much? thing is thirty point three six. Thirty point three. Yeah, but so what one, you what what you see uh, is in in the in the image you see that the uh, the Oculus Rift and the old HTC Vive are slowly being squashed down, so their numbers will slowly be replaced over well, time. Well, what I get from this is that one in two people uh, uses the Oculus Rift uses a Rift. Yeah, well, it's a shame Either that we, what the, we do- the Oculus Rift or the Rift S. Yeah, the the metric that we don't have now, which I hope to have in the future now that they've changed the logo on Steam, is that users using uh, Quest with a link cable. Uh, hopefully we'll get those stats in the future. Yeah, that will uh, be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So there's some uh, hardware stats for you to sort of chew mm. on and enjoy. Um, but let's move on then. Next bit of news this week is about another pancake game that's uh, had the VR mod treatment. You know, I know that a few of us uh, have been enjoying the GTA 5 VR mod uh, over the Wait past couple of weeks. There was no Pimax at all in that list. No, nope. I just realized it's not mentioned. It's not listed. I don't. I don't they they don't collect data of the Pimax. Maybe is that true? That'd yeah, be because I've never seen it in the list before. Mm. Mm, yeah, I, I but you I make did. a really valid point. I think I did a couple of years ago. I think I saw Pimax. Yeah. Um, Strange that it's not there. Yeah, it's weird. weird. Yeah. Good point though. I didn't even think about that. I also didn't see the 3D hat in there. True. <laughs> well, th- that's. For good reason. Yeah. Oh. Was that ever usable by consumers? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I I heard that Ben Lang is gonna play uh, Half Life with it soon. <laughs> the, the only thing you need a neck brace afterwards to support your head. Um, so yeah, let's uh, anyway, so let's talk about this next bit of news because um, a lot of us enjoyed GTA Five in VR. It's obviously a mod of a pancake game. Um, but this new game has just been getting, given the same treatment, and it piqued my interest a little bit. And it's a game on Steam called GTFO which stands for Get the F Out. <laughs> oh, I thought it's, it was something GTA-related, but it's not. <laughs> Did no. they steal our F? Did they take our <laughs> F? Our F. The Get F the is lawyers. open up to interpretation. We never really confirmed that that's what it meant. No, so. Don't, Leave don't a bit take of mystery out there. Furniture. Get little... the furniture out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get the furniture out before it floods. This is Get good it. antiques. Get the furniture out. <laughs> don't, don't, don't listen to the Pinocchio show. That was Welcome to furniture reality. Get the furniture out. Brilliant. Um... So this game, Get the Furniture Out, is a co-op four-player first-person shooter with the focus being on team play and atmosphere in a nightmarish sci-fi horror set. <laughs> sci-fi horror setting. <laughs> I can't get the idea of like them moving furniture out of that place now. You ruined it for me, Zim. Great game! Great game! Flood's coming. Flood's okay. coming. 
Um, so from what I've heard about this game, it looks awesome, by the way. Like visually, it looks really great. Like it's got that really awesome. dark sort of alien vibe atmosphere to it, which looks cool. I'm down with it totally. Um, but from what I've heard in terms of the community's response to it is that it's notoriously challenging. It's a very difficult game, heavily relies on team communication and tactics to actually survive and beat ah, these levels. Ah, yeah, yeah, that sure, means that yeah. we'll probably suck at it. We're, <laughs> we're never going to beat this. Never. Um, the creator of the mod, though, because obviously it didn't have VR support when it launched. Uh, someone from Reddit, uh, a bit like the GTA 5 mod with Luke Ross 00. Uh, this guy's like a Reddit user, hacker, you know, maybe developer in training. He posted the mod on Reddit and his username is Dirty Spartan, which I thought was a really <laughs> cool name. <laughs> Okay. Um, but he posted the uh, the first version of the mod a couple of weeks ago and then has been updating it since then to improve it uh, even further. And he's added full room scale support and VR controller support, uh, including with the Valve Index as well. So you get like full one to one hand movement in the game, which is really nice. So you can actually aim your weapons down the sights and stuff like that. Um, the game is. Now the reason you want to play it comes out because you want to do something with your index controllers. I see how it is. I was oh, thinking no, about I, this the other day. I know, I don't <laughs> mind. I can, I, I can play this on um, on any headset. I just thought it'd be kind on of cool. On any headset. Yeah, you can play it on, you know, Quest with Link. You can play it on Rift S. Cosmos? All right, Cosmos. Mike's going to play on Cosmos. No, we're yeah, not play, play yeah. normal headset. I won't play on the Cosmos, no. <laughs> um, but it's worth noting, like, although this looks like a lot of fun, and I think, you know, it's something that we should definitely try, is that because the game is in early access right now, it doesn't have any matchmaking features, so we can't matchmake as a four-player team, which is a real shame. Um, so you're just going to get, like, dropped in with a bunch of randoms and play with them. Um, yeah, so it's just a case of a bit like Pavlov I, I talked about earlier with the Quest. There's no matchmaking system. Yeah, mm. um, so it would be difficult to organize a game with just VR players, for example, yeah. using the mod, which is a shame. Um, so it's a bit rough and ready right now. Still early days, but it's just the atmosphere and the way the game looks kind of drew me in mm. and might be someone else's jam as well. So if you if you don't mind something that's a bit janky, you know, I think you're going to need a high-end system to run this a bit like the GTA 5 mod, uh, then you can go and check it out. We've linked to the GitHub uh, page in the description, which, uh, you know, you can download the mod for, which is free. I think mm. the game's like 20, 30 bucks. Um, so if you're interested... Never, I've never heard of this game. It's like an indie. No, me neither. Actually. I think, indie right? game. Indie game. But it's, it's, it's got a lot of um, response from the community because it, of the challenge involved. I think people really like that challenge and yeah. the atmosphere that makes it look like a scary, funky it's, sci-fi game. It's sci-fi Left 4 Dead. As the yeah, it, yeah and, basically. And it's it's a lot similar to, um, uh, there's those games where, you know, there's like four players and the fifth player is trying to murder everybody else. It kind of gives me that vibe as well. Yeah. Uh, it's like a mix, a blend between those two and maybe some alien isolation in there. But exactly. it's funny because you linked a trailer or something midweek and I looked at it on my phone and I was like, this looks terrible. Um, but seeing the actual game trailer, I don't know how those are different. I agree with you. It looks very atmospheric. Volumetric fog. I will always love since Quake Three Arena. Always love that. Um, and dying to scary things in dark VR games is my jam. So mm -hmm. uh, hopefully it stabilizes and we do get something good out of this. Um, for some reason, and this makes no sense because it has nothing to do with the game we just saw. You just triggered this uh, memory of mine from about a year ago. We were talking about Project Wingman, which is a flying game, mm. an indie game, that was supposed to come to VR like months ago. I don't know. I'll check up on that and see where we are with that because that that was a project that I was really interested in. Um, it was going to be single player. As I said, it has nothing to do with this. I don't know why it just triggered my brain, but you did. So. Roll with it, yeah. There you go. 
Um, but yeah, if you know, if if you like the look of like walking into a room full of like the witches from Left 4 Dead, that's kind of what this is like. Because all the creatures, like I think they're, <laughs> well, they're I love that their vision is based on sound or something like that. So kind yeah, of unique that's, uh, game. That's what I want. Yeah. So if once it's got matchmaking, we'll give it a go and we'll let you know what it's like. <laughs> you just, you just, you just gave the perfect little like yesterday being Valentine's Day. And you said, like, rooms full of witches. I can just imagine, that's like all the dudes who forgot about Valentine's Day and they walked into the room and that's what they encountered. Yeah. It's just a Valentine's, forgot Valentine's Day simulator, really. That's what you get. Yeah, yeah. if you forget. That's what you get. That's what you get. Um, so next up, we got some information about the acquisition deal uh, of Insomniac Games by Sony. This is interesting because we obviously knew that Sony, you know, uh, acquired Insomniac didn't really yeah. get any details as to how much it cost. Yeah, we, we officially had like a funeral on the podcast for Stormland in a way. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm going I'm to touch on that very shortly, yeah. Um, and they've been, you know, Insomniac, they've been responsible for a few specifically Oculus-exclusive VR titles, um, such as Edge of Nowhere, which oh, was really um, really fun so game. Good. You know, that was before motion controllers came out, touch controllers. Also, also needs to be on Quest. It would be a oh, fun yeah. one to play on Quest, yeah. It's, it's like a, it was a gamepad game back then. It's like a third-person action game, but That's in fine. VR. That's yeah. fine. Where, where, where is Chronos for Quest? You know, like Gunfire Games. Come on, get that converted. I mean, that's totally doable. Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, they also lazy made... bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, that escalated quickly. Um, <laughs> they also made Feral Rights, uh, the Unspoken, oh, and rights. like, yeah, that was a bad game, unfortunately. Ooh. Uh, and most recently, like Nathie rightly said, the highly anticipated Stormland. Um, oh, yes. So back in August uh, last year, Sony announced that it was purchasing Insomniac. Um, and in a recent sort of financial report, it was disclosed that Sony paid 229 million US dollars for the studio. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot of uh, a lot of bucks right there. So 229 million. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but to be fair to Insomniac, you know, they were very close to Sony. They have been ever since, you know, they've established themselves as a studio with like Ratchet and Clank. Most recently, the Spider-Man game, which did super well for, for, for PlayStation as well, because it was an exclusive. Oh, Spider-Man uh, was like a crazy good game. Yeah, and it was exclusive to PlayStation, so it was a win-win um, for them. But it's a lot of money, but I think, you know, I think they'll probably recoup that back in terms of the quality of the games that they'll be releasing and we'll be seeing on the Sony platform in the future. But going back to Stormland, which is a really good point from Nathie, is that obviously that game released in November, which was after the acquisition. And I praised the game for a few things, like the, the game mechanics. I thought the story was unique. I thought the climbing and everything else was really fun. The visuals. Yeah, everything was pretty good, apart from their concept of the end game state, because it was a short single player game with this promise of a big open world that you can explore cooperatively with friends. Uh, and it would kind of almost be like, limitless endless content like you know? we were constantly like before it came out we were constantly talking about like this destiny exactly yeah, yeah. you know the game that you keep going back to to grind to to level up um and sadly that just didn't hit its lofty goals and we all assumed at the time that it was because of this sony acquisition that the game didn't reach its full potential which i think is probably fair to be honest I think um, so, yeah. you know they probably did have their heart and soul in this game at one point and then as soon as the acquisition came and sony were like you need to finish this game up because we've got other stuff you need to work on now especially because and i think that shows the most in a single player game because mm. the story like the beginning it's so good and you get so much um reward and character build mm. and i think that kind of like like metals out a little bit towards the middle and like definitely near the end yeah um 
that it feels like you know like they started out with a lot of passion and then indeed like we're like forced to like say okay you know yeah it's got to get up. done now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, I understand it to a certain degree. It's just a shame because Stormland did have this, you know, a lot of potential, I think. You know, it'd be amazing if we were still playing it now, you know, but sadly that's not the case. It's um, still a great game, though. still a great I, game. I still think it's a fantastic game. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you put the bar a little bit higher considering yeah. the hype. Well, yeah, it's just it. that yeah. the IP could have been used to uh, beyond whatever, and now it's it's almost like it be- became like a forgettable thing because yeah. of the fact that it's not gonna continue. Yeah, it's unlikely that we'll ever see another Stormland game, which is a shame. We definitely, that, I agree. That reminds me of the uh, there was a PSVR title with mech robots fighting, three v three, I think, or two v two. I'm trying to remember the name of it now. Rigs but, uh, for the. Rig, yeah, rigs, yeah. rigs. Um, uh, from which, Guerrilla which is games. another one of those games which, like, you know, and like, like, uh, E-Valkyrie, which once you clip its wings, it just kind of plummets to the, yeah. you know, in terms of popularity, people playing it, people talking Space about Junkies it. Space Junkies is another great example of that, you know, and that's a real junkies, shame because that, that game was so much fun. It was an expensive, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and going back to Humble Bundle, it's actually 75% off individually on Humble Bundle, so you can get it for like four quid. Mm. They should have released the game, you know, uh, not that price, but <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, not as much as like 40, <laughs> 40 pounds, I think they were charging when it first released. Um, but going back to the Sony thing, I do think it's a smart move from Sony, um, and it's going to be interesting, you know, obviously now that we know the PS5 is coming, potentially PSVR 2, that if Insomniac will be using that VR expertise to make something on the PSVR platform, um in the future, which I, I'm sure is probably highly likely. So, you know, I think, although it's sad what happened to Stormland, I think it's great that, you know, we're going to see some, hopefully, hopefully see some great games from Insomniac in VR hmm. on the new PlayStation platform in the future. Well, as long as you give them the space to do it, it's fine. Yeah. And they're, they're going to be, you know, with that much money, they're going to be growing as and, a studio. And as long yeah. as you don't let them make a brawler, you're fine too. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't make another feral rights. This, like I tell you, like we're going back in time. I know I sound like an old man now, but you know, when I played feral rights, this was like the, one of the first games on the CV1 on the Oculus was, Rift, yeah. the original, that was bad, okay? Yeah. And then it was so bad that people said like, I want my money back. And then Oculus gave people their money back so they could you know, buy something. I think else. it was. I think it was one of the first reasons why people um, wanted a system for, for refunds. refunds. Like the refund yeah. system, yeah. used to be all over Reddit for uh, a select few titles. But I remember Feral Rights being one of them. Yeah. Um, definitely stopped me from picking up the game. I just. Yeah. Shame. No. Shame. But you know, uh, yeah, I'd love to see more games from Insomniac in the future. So fingers crossed. You know, we don't have to wait too long, and we'll no. see some uh, excellent content come from them. Um, but yeah, two 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 hundred and twenty nine million. That's a lot of money, but great wanna, for them, of you, course. You want to have a little bit of that? I'm all right for now. They they, <laughs> they can keep it. They can keep it for now. <laughs> I was gonna say though, like, how does that compare to other studios? I mean, I, how do you size up a studio based on the the number of employees, yeah. based on the uh, I think you know, the PNL. Like, how, how do you? I guess the amount of revenue that. is that is that a lot of money? I mean, that's my question. Is like. I'm sure. I'm sure Insomniac probably would have made Sony way more money than that, you know, throughout the history of selling games because people bought Sony systems because of those games, particularly Spider-Man, for example. Yeah, and, and but they've um, been a third party yeah. this whole time. 
Um, exactly. But I think we'll see more of this, you know, a bit like Beat Saber with uh, Oculus. I'd love to know how much they paid, you know, for Beat Saber, for example. Might be a while until we get those those figures, but I'm sure we're going to see a trend of, of, of big companies snapping yeah. up these dev studios to secure their yeah. IPs for their future products. So so, sure. so so let me let me give a tip because I know Mark Zuckerberg is watching this podcast too. Um, so, you know, if you're smart, you buy Rockstar games. I know it's a lot of money, but I don't think it's, it's <laughs> that shit, much. Like- uh, but... You know, uh, maybe that would be a good, you know, start for sure. The, the problem is that I don't think that, that they're for sale. Uh, I don't no, think so. Even, even don't if they so. would offer them like, you know, like 10 billion or 20 no. billion or whatever, they would just be like... I think it will probably, their valuation must be around a billion. They must be. If you think about the pedigree of like GTA, is there, more? Is there anything you know, and, and their sales? Down. The sales of even GTA Five is yeah. like earth shattering. We're talking be. like you know when Titanic came out and it there. was like holy shit, this film has done ten times the views of of any other film before it so, and all that. So like that. Rockstar's games net worth is over three point five billion. Yeah, so they don't need it. They don't but, need the money. That's the thing. Yeah, like how much more do you need? If, they, if, if Mark Zuckerberg would offer him, offer them twenty billion, to, ah, that, that wouldn't happen. Nah. Who knows? I'm no. just. I'm just. Next I'm week, just Mark. <laughs> Next week, we'll have a formal <laughs> business yeah. corner where we talk <laughs> about mergers and acquisitions. Hey, it okay. was my idea, so I do want, want to have a share. You want yeah, some yeah, of the, sure you, you want a percentage cut? No, even nope. if it's one percent, I think I'm pretty good. You know what's going to happen? <laughs> their CEO is going to come at you in a small electric vehicle and run you over on a beach. Even even 0.01% would be a good deal. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. Right. So, final bit of news this week is about the Ace Oho. I know you've all been dying oh, to uh, <laughs> learn more about this headset. Uh, uh, I'm just going to say, I love how Mike says that. Oho. Say it again, Mike. The Acer Oho. I haven't yeah. heard that in a while. Oho. But sadly, the Acer Oho has had a no-no. What? <laughs> yeah. Because um, we've talked about this headset a couple of times in the podcast, right? You know, we've talked about the specs. Just because it sounds so funny. It sounds funny, <laughs> yeah. Um, and. And we've talked about, you know, uh, when it might be releasing, some pricing. Obviously, it was part of the Windows Mixed Reality range. Um, but this week, we got some news via Road to VR uh, that the Acer Oho project has been completely scrapped, completely, from by Acer. Yeah. Uh, how did they find out about that? Um, so I think Road to VR got in contact with them directly, and they gave them uh, a quote and basically said that they've scrapped the project. So, yeah. so someone just had to ask what, what the status was. Pretty much, it seems that way, yeah. And obviously, Road to VR did an article about it. Um, So the Ace Oho, it was planned to be one of the latest mixed reality uh, headsets. Um, And it was competition, actually, for the recent HP Reverb, which would have been interesting because the HP Reverb was kind of popular with sim enthusiasts in particular. Well, competition in what space? Enterprise, I guess. Well, in 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 the fact they had the same high resolution panels because oh, that was the yeah. benefit, that was yeah, the, the, so. the draw to the reverb. You know, it's had the same twenty one sixty by twenty one sixty pixels per eye panels. Huh. Um, but in terms of price, it would have likely been the same price. Hmm. Um, a spokesman from Acer simply said to RotoVR, "We have decided to discontinue the development and production of the Concept D Oho headset." Um, it does really seem that the Windows Mixed Reality range has just been abandoned at this point. You know. Uh, I know there's been speculation around this Sony headset, which you know I mentioned on a previous podcast that I didn't think was going to come to fruition. You know, this is, is like is Firefly. It, is design. it maybe more like they abandoned the current technology that these HMDs were using? I think that's more it, right? Because I really hope so. I really hope so because I think you know I'd I'd actually quite like to see a second generation Windows mixed reality range. You know, with better specs, yeah. better controllers mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it's. 
I don't know. Inter- yeah, this is very strange and interesting at the same time. I don't know yeah. what's, uh, what, what's up with this stuff. <laughs> and it, I'm so can... not there. I'm so not there for Windows Mixed Reality. No. Since it arrived, I've had my spade out, ready to shovel dirt over <laughs> its decrepit coffin. Well, they can fact well, Thank you. Well, so you can say... Yeah, you, you, okay, sure. Doesn't oh, that's funny because your... uh, actually, like, they reached out to the podcast and they were willing to send one, but they're in chat saying now that... Uh, Cancel it. Send it back. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> good. Um, well, luckily, we still have Samsung Germany supporting us, so we're, we're that's good. True. Like, that's true. It's just like such a, it's such a messy design is the thing. Like, I it think is. They, like Cosmos, right, they started off with a design that at its uh, reference model design had substantial flaws uh, in it and i think they just weren't ready to be out uh, irrespective of the mixed reality term it's a like as a headset alone in the dk2 era it was competitive but the price it released at with the controllers it released it, it just was dead at the door yeah I just yeah, I mean, you can pick it up for the, sale the, prices the if that, you're a racer or a flyer but, but, but other than that what's its purpose but again the, mixed, the problem that i have with it still is that I, I still don't get it. Like, wh- which one is the is the Windows Mixed Reality headset to really go for? Which ones are well, the other ones? That's like several different tires that you can like, really get like into. Officially, with Oculus and HSC, it's well, HSC is not that easy anymore. But they used to have just like one product, and you would buy into that one product, and you would buy into that ecosystem. But, but with it, Windows Mixed Reality, it's a bit like they have different brands making different things, and. You know, they're, they're competing with each other, but also with the other non-Windows mixed reality has that. And that just makes things so much more complicated than just saying, okay, this is what I get and this is what I invest in. I, I do agree on the on the side of like, you you don't know uh, which one you should buy because there are so many. And But the thing is, this is, this is still an enterprise line of headsets. If you are a consumer, you can buy it just like the older headsets out there, but it has always been for enterprise. And but so for is example, HC Vive Pro. True. That's true. That's true. But for example, the HP Refurb, I've seen it at a lot of arcades getting used with the backpack. Great combination. Solid headset. Um, it's just that for consumers, you know, mm. it's mixed reality is maybe not the, although there's still people buy, you know, the Odyssey and uh, also who want to play Half-Life right now, especially with other headsets running out because of mm. certain reasons. You know, there's still a lot of opportunity to buy those. There you so. go. They're, they're the carry-in feeder right now of the VR market. Yeah, um, so. Because you can pick up a used headset for 100, 100 bucks or less or something, and it's 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 not a bad thing to look at. I just think that uh, no, no, I, I, I you'd actually be better that. off going for, like, a used CV1, uh, honestly, if you were trying to go for it. But then you have to contend with things like dead audio in one of the sides or something like that. You, yeah. <laughs> I it's think such a mixed bag. It's, even, it's, even a used Vive system might be better for you. But then again, you might get one of those old clunkers. I, so. I, I still think mixed reality, like what, what there is right now, it's not bad, bad. I think mm. it's fine. I think the Samsung Odyssey was the best headset out of the lot of yeah. them. And um, the revision of that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I do think... If, the, the, with the blur revision. Yeah, with those. if you can get one cheap, then <laughs> that's the one to go for, for sure. But, you know, I'd like to see them... The, the reason behind this is that they're... they're they're moving on to the next generation Windows Mixed Reality, but you know yeah, I'm doubtful because it just so. seems like at every opportunity right now Microsoft well, is turning their nose up at VR. Isn't know? the Rift as the next generation MR headset? Anyways, it's the first. Yeah. So yeah. Instead, I think that was the problem. The new standard. Yeah, the, the, there was three. I think there was three main problems why Windows MR didn't do very well. First was the name. I thought Windows Mixed Reality didn't 
portray the fact that it was because it, it, ultimately it was just a VR headset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, okay. if consumers were looking for a VR headset, they didn't understand what this mixed reality thing meant. Yeah. Um, secondly, it was that they um, they didn't use any first party titles to leverage the platform. Um, but again, it makes sense in a way, although they kind of made it consumer with with the whole Halo thing. Yeah, Although, just, again, like, marketing-wise, it's yeah. enterprise. So it was super confusing, yeah. once again. I still think that the biggest factor is that they had internal competition. Yeah, the they pricing. Have internal manufacturers that, that compete with each other for making, selling the most Windows Mixed Reality headset instead yeah. of competing with, for example, an Oculus Rift or an HTC Vive or a... Yeah. I, wait, wait, I we had three, three points here, right, Mike? Mike? So you said bad name. And the price. Right. The price yeah, the, the price one. was actually high. It was was no, high it was initially. Ridiculous. Yeah, um, and yeah. and like and you the say, thing is you're not getting value for that price. That's no. the main thing. Like, look at the index. The index, right? Twice the price of a Rift, but you get features with yeah. it that you you are paying for. And there's a there's we know in VR space, right? There's plenty of enthusiasts who are willing to save up their pennies, not eat for a week, so they can afford that. Yeah. If you do that with that headset, you've paid a premium for something that's equivalent, and you can get for less. Yeah, and number but four, I think the problem. Sorry, Sorry, go on. on. I think the problem is also like with all the other headsets, you kind of invest in like the software as well. Mm, like for absolutely. example, you have Oculus Home. Index will always work with Steam VR Home. So that's one of the things. HC Vive used to be very connected to uh, the Steam VR Home. They also have Vive Port, but okay, that's maybe a little bit. But Windows Mixed Reality, they do have a home, right? They do they have do. a store. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like connected to your, uh, to your computer, to Windows. Yeah, Cliff yeah. House. Yeah. And and the four, just the fourth biggest point was the controllers because you needed two double A's for each controller and they yes. only lasted yeah. a day. Yeah. Literally, it's, you had a solid gaming session one day, you'd blitz through those batteries in a single I, day. I, I absolutely love that that's no longer the bottom feeder of controllers. I mean, the yeah. Cosmos came and saved the day for them. Well, I, <laughs> wow, yeah. They did somehow manage to make it How worse. did they yeah. release that? Mm-hmm. I just don't. Mix, mix That's re- the thing. Like, the controllers are such an important point. And I remember the point of inflection, because we had it on the podcast at some point, where Rowdy and I were probably going off on Subnautica or something. And I think, like, controllers now is such a turning point. I do wonder, however, with Quest supporting hand tracking, how long is it going to be before controllers are uh, at least mm. for one slice of the market obsolete. Oh, they can take, they can pry them from my dead cold body. I don't want to ever let go <laughs> of controllers. You're a button boy, aren't you? I yeah, know I you're a button them. boy. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. way. Don't do it. Well, that's going to take a while. Yeah. If it's ever going to happen. Next so, week! No. So that is uh, that is the Acer Ho- Oho. Oh. Oh, press uh, press F in the chat. It's kind of sad. Your I don't know. It's still kind of sad. I don't know why. Yeah, I've never tried it. I've never Ojo. seen it. I've never heard them really talk about it themselves yeah. at any expos. Yeah. But man, yeah, because we I want like more. Name. We want more competition. That's what we want. Although yeah. you, you do like the thing is, we're not really waiting for any new hardware at this point. No. Besides, maybe standalone. But we we can actually market. ask if if that is becoming a problem, knowing now that one in two. Steam VR users uses the Oculus, which is not even, you know, the platform for Oculus. It's the platform for, I would say, the index. I would think most people so. buy a, a mix of both, though. You, you know, yeah. they probably buy titles That's on Oculus so. and titles on Steam. Yeah, used to running yeah. natively on on. But, on but I mean, the advantage Oculus that home. Oculus has is that, for example, HC, HC Vive going on the Oculus home stores is a rather is a bit more complicated. Yeah. So the Oculus is winning on two stores. It's winning yeah. on the Oculus store, obviously, yeah. but it's also yeah. apparently winning with 50% <laughs> of all of the ad sets 
on the Steam Plus, VR store. Who paid you to say that? No, <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> no, no but I, I, I what I'm asking know. is that not a problem? Since like w which which company can still compete with that? I think I think the well, index we, will grow. Um, although but it needs to come down in sweet. price because it's very. But expensive. they are limited. They're they're choked on manufacturing. It's clear. And I tell you, this coronavirus thing is not going to help them with with manufacturing shutdown days and stuff out there. But it no one, no one, help. no one does. No, no tech company, whatever. Yeah. It's like whole MWC got cancelled. Everyone is losing money at the moment. And brilliant. Yeah. We're going to lose money now as well because this podcast is going to get demonetized because as soon as you mention <laughs> the coronavirus, we get demonetized now. So just... just yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now we can... Again. If, if, if you want to say more about this virus, then this is the moment because it doesn't matter anymore. Hey, you know what? I'm just going to leave. You know, I can't. Yeah. I don't get my paycheck by. <laughs> no, it's, it's just we, we mentioned it because last week our show got demonetized because we mentioned the coronavirus in the title. Apparently it's uh, an Said edgy it topic. Again. An edgy topic. Stop to saying it. Oh, we're, get, we're getting suppressed. I'm sorry, Google. Quick, I'm sorry. Lads, we need to buy a six-pack, bring it on, legitimize it. We're talking about Corona's with Lyme. Corona's with Lyme. <laughs> right. I'm going to shut right. up now. I'm going to pass Good. it over to Zim for the latest releases to look forward to this week. Please. Look please. forward to, you mean? Or well, let's had... hope so. Let's hope so, at least. Okay. We've had two very rough weeks. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> okay. The thing is... You guys know this, right? I use it. I'm a huge fan of like stand-up comedy, so I always, I always try to just make it like a, a comedy uh, show. Then, if it's going to be something, and and <laughs> take the mick out of whatever there is. This week we have some good titles. We actually have five things uh, we have to talk about. So, Don't um, you dare! You're lying. lying to you're us. lying. No, Don't no, you're you lying. Dare? I'm not going to believe <laughs> anything of what he's going to say. Why, are they, why isn't there faith here? Okay. So for the first game. Uh, <laughs> no, one, <laughs> no one believes me right first game is called silicon rising silicon rising okay mm. so if you are impatiently waiting for cyberpunk 2077 if that's the name uh and you're teased bittersweetly by lo-fi which also isn't out yet then maybe if you've already beaten robo recall several times over you'd be interested in this um high octane action shooter for PC VR headsets that launched on the 13th of February uh, by Kirk Game. It involves uh, driving, uh, heavy use of room scale, dodging, uh, and lots of shooting. So this is a dolled up, again, I say Robo Recall again because it's a bit like that in the way it looks and feels. Very pretty, uh, advanced wave shooter. It's, in essence, there's some driving in it. There's sniping in it. Um, reviews on this are mostly positive. Um, from what I've read, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll pick one Steam reviewer just to kind of summarize what I saw on Steam. Uh, in terms of people, because I've not played this game and I, I would be very surprised if any of these guys have played it yet. So this game is available first at a price of $20 or $15.49 in pounds. Um, as I said, this just released a couple of days ago. Steam reviewer Hecklack says, This game can be described as time crisis in a cyberpunk theme environment. There are five missions with three difficulty levels and great replayability. The scoring system makes this a fantastic game for VR parties. Went on about that. Hmm. Again, like Mike stroking <laughs> his beard, I feel a little bit like this looks like other kind of, and I, I'm not poking on the Asian market, but Asian developed titles that have like, they, they're, they're trying to deliver more of the veneer and the sheen than... Mm -hmm. But the they're smart enough gameplay. not to say it's a wave shooter. Yeah, and it and is. And they're also soul. smart enough to not say, because I saw now the trailer, I think it's on rails. It's not entirely clear from it, but it, if I look at it, it 
It kind of looks like so, this on rails. So I, I actually played this game. Yeah, same. And I, uh, what? I got to play it when I was in China because uh, wow. I was in Beijing and I was at Microsoft's their office and I, I got this message and the, they were like these two developers said like, hey, uh, we want you to show the game uh, that we have called Silicon Rising. It's very awesome. So like, well, you know, come here and then show it. So they took a four-hour plane to come to me oh, to these show are the it. Guys, these were the heroes yes. who like. Yes, yeah, uh, and and they they showed it to me. Um, so I played the game on this very tiny setup. Very very cool. It it like you know it fitted into this tiny suitcase. Um, but um, so yeah, as you said, it looks very nice. But it is a wave-based shooter. It is on rails. The only thing that kind of isn't on rails is you driving in a car. Um, but besides that, it's all on rails. You're not moving in this game. You just stand on one spot, you shoot some enemies, then you proceed to the next area. Um, it's very, let's say, 2016. Um, and then I was asking them, so like, you know, no offense. I think this game is nice. I like it. But I said, like, who is this for? And then the story came to say, like, so we already made another game very similar to this one for arcades. So like, oh, this is an arcade game. I said, like, oh, so oh. it's for location based. So like, yes. So like, but why are you putting it on Steam? Because again, there are no other platforms to put it on. So they put it on Steam and why not then also sell it? Because you could make some extra money off that. But yeah. uh, from the core, this is a game that you like, you pay maybe five bucks and then you pay like you play it in an arcade with a gun stuck and that's it. And then it's nice because you're not moving. It's, it's pretty solid in that sense. But for, let's say the consumer, mm. I don't think it's very uh, um, appetizing. No, yeah. so and I would agree. It's very interesting because um, a lot of the review comments talk about the use of room scale being one of the that's, selling mm, main selling points of the game. That's it's, you're saying. It, no, that's not no. that's not really true. And that's and the thing true. is, like when you finish a uh, like a, a, a section of it, it just fades to black, and then. But you yeah. played this as well, Mike. yeah, and then it just fades back oh, in again, God. and you're in a new location. Um, it's it's just very very oh. arcadey. Yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't. Yeah. Didn't. I could tell it was arcadey. Yeah. I couldn't tell it was on rails. And as I said, from the review comments, they were pretty good. But I wonder if they were padding the reviews as well. Yeah, nice aesthetic, yeah. but... Yeah, that's the, the thing that I was worried about. Um, I saw a guy firing um, the sniper rifle, and I saw, like, the mm. gun action looked like an inexpensive um, gun model. Anyway, anyway, let's move on from this. No, no, wait, wait, more what, what I found the most funny part was in the trailer was the, the guy who's like explaining something to you and behind him is like literally like someone shooting. You see bullets like flying, like <laughs> left, right and center. Yeah, don't even get me started on like the voice something. acting or anything. Yeah, it's <laughs> really oh, no, Yeah, they said definitely several people said that there were, uh, that the voice acting was awful. Yeah. Uh, and someone actually rowdy in the in the in this in the Steam comments said the same thing. They said, "There's a dude here who's telling you what the next mission is, and, and there's all this gunfire going off behind him, like, and he's not even ducking or but, whatever." But uh, I, I, what I do know for a fact, everything that oh. people do not like about this game, uh, if you tell them, then they will definitely look into it. They they were very serious about what they made. So if mm -hmm. there's something that you know you want to give feedback on, definitely do it because. You know, they have fixed some stuff already. Mm. Even when I gave feedback, like, hey, they sent me a message like, hey, look, we changed this and that. So they're, you know, willing to improve. But again, I would play this at an arcade, would have a lot of fun, um, yeah. but I wouldn't play this at home. Yeah, exactly. Well, good. Thank you guys for the feedback. It's so funny. Uh, two out of the three of you had played it. I thought yeah. I was like, no one's going to know about this title. Funny coincidence. Um, that's great. That's great. Uh, it's better to get the direct feedback than just go off of what we've got in the store or something that's just released. Yeah. So... Uh, good on you. 
Um, okay, next, uh, here's a game that I played in alpha ages ago and has uh, had its um, release now. So this game um, did actually previously release on Steam uh, in, in alpha, uh, and it has only just dropped on Oculus Home on the 13th of February. So Into the Radius VR <clears throat> is a stalker-like uh, single-player atmospheric game, a lot like um, a lot like DayZ to some extent. It's got a full weapon system in that um, you know, you need to clean your guns, you need to use certain specific ammo and certain weapons, and you're, you're kind of wandering around quite a bit. In, in other words, there is a walking simulator component to this uh, first-person shooter. And it's very eerie. It's got like a de desaturated look to the whole game. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have uh, played this, but when I played it, like you were, you were, so, you were hunting for invisible objects with this little monitor that you had on you. Um, and then you were trying to kind of make your way, uh, it was roguelike, so you were trying to make your way through a very dangerous um, set of fields and hills uh, towards a central location and felt like very much kind of like a Chernobyl-esque mm. uh, environment. Yeah. And and there were also kind of apocalyptic zombie creatures coming after you as well, almost like something from the movie Ghost uh, when the demons came up out of the uh, out of the shadows. Mm. So, I don't know, Into the Radius, it like, it like, it's someone in Steam said, and this is what I would agree with. It scratches a part, a very niche, particular itch. I think the game is quite overpriced for what it, what it, what it offers. It's uh, currently thirty dollars or twenty three seventy nine in pounds. Um, and as I said, that that's been available on mm. Steam for some time. Obviously, good time took time to get through the Oculus Store is now available yeah. on yeah. Oculus mm. Home as of two days ago. For me, uh -huh. uh, it, you know, I repeat Nathie's comment about you know silicon rising and it looks like a 2016 game like you know it could be like the brookhaven experiment for if you watch the trailer for example you wouldn't yeah, know the difference it's like the you know the, the the like the thing is you the elements you share with us is interesting but it doesn't like uh make me curious in a way mm. it's like the the, yeah. the baseline is there but then there needs to be more progression system uh yeah. what is this open world what is the story behind it like you need to sell me on the Steam store. I'm not I'm not blaming you, by the way, but you know what I <laughs> no, mean, no, no, right? No, no, no. Uh, I, th I actually it, think, like, one of the things I see a lot in releases is people talk about, and it's puzzle games, and it's games like this, about, oh, you got to solve the mystery. What's the mystery? And it's like, you're going to find something at the yeah, center of the it, radius. The radius is like this event. Uh, there's like this circle around this area, and it's dangerous for a variety of reasons, and you're trying to hunt for the answers. Unfortunately... Again, what we hear, um, and I found this to be true when I played it, and I know it's matured quite a bit, but uh, the game is pretty hard as nails. It doesn't tell you a lot. It doesn't tutorialize you a lot. And a lot of people are like, you need a tutorial. I tend to like games like that. Uh, but even this I found frustrating when I played it in alpha. So again, if that looks like your kind of thing, then go for yeah. it. But generally, tip for developers, I think that if you just, it's kind of like the film premise of you woke up yeah. with amnesia and you have no idea how you got there. You know what I mean? It's like that simple, yeah. easy, like I didn't hire a writer. So yeah. what happened yeah. call it a mystery. What happened then, Zim? What then happened? It was just I'm a dream. <laughs> but that's, that's what, like, that's what Zim, what, what Zim says here is like, you know, it's for this, you know, kind of niche group of people. That's where it already goes wrong because I'm sure these developers wanted to sell it to as many people as possible. So yeah. by you saying that, it's already this. This game is almost doomed to fail in that sense. Uh, now, speaking of niches, this makes me segue perfectly into the next game. Okay, <laughs> it's uh, better it be a game in there that I'm interested in. Eh? Well, he didn't lie yet, so I'm fine. 
I'm fine. I didn't lie. I didn't lie. Right. Uh This one, this one's good. It's almost like a Segway. What's more fun than riding on a Segway? (laughs) Take a guess. Um, Go on. You each get one mode of transportation. What's more fun than riding on a Segway? Segway. A one wheel. So skateboard is a great guess. Lance? A one wheel? What's a one wheel? You don't know them? I actually don't know. Zim's not hipster enough to know what a one wheel is. Is that one of those like things that you like? I think I saw someone at Oculus connect with it. Anyway, okay, one wheel. All right, Nathan, what's your guess? Uh, uh, Flying carpets. Not even close. All right, cross country skiing is clearly the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Cross country skiing. We haven't had a VR game in that I don't think for some time. So this uh, game is called Biathlon Battle VR. Now, um, Biathlon Battle which strangely is advertised only for Vive and Windows Mixed Reality, despite me, I guess. It's, uh, very specific, yes. Yeah. For This is a $10 title. Oh, Jesus, okay. the trailer. Oh. $7.19, right, uh, in pounds. Uh, this is by <coughs> Animar Games and launched on Valentine's Day. Um, now, something that I find really odd, right? This is a VR winter sports simulator. For those who don't know what a biathlon is, it combines cross-country skiing and shooting. In this Olympic event. It's a nice now, thing. Yeah. You this is the biggest problem I find. The name of the title, Biathlon Battle VR, indicates to me, multiplayer, this is a single player game. And they released it on Valentine's Day, which tells me they're targeting single lonely people. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I, I played are, it. I played now. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Nathan. I like that. Self-deprecating humor is uh, is, is always good. So your rivals in this game are nine different AI sportsmen. I don't know why they focused on men. Weird. Um, from nine different countries, right? And apparently, I, the thing I think has, that's a, ideally their their market. You know, like their market lonely, lonely single men who need to cross country ski and shoot stuff. Yeah, feel good about themselves. I don't know. Biathlon Battle VR to me, it just this is the um, oddest of the games I think this week. <laughs> I, I would, but, I would I mean, enjoy if the... You're, if you're interested in the sport, you know, then I can imagine that yeah, you like, yeah, yeah, you would yeah, like yeah, to yeah, get yeah. a feel for it. You know, that, that 0.001% of the population that feels mm. inclined in order to go and oh. do that, then they can train in here. <laughs> well, from, from all of the games you showed us, the trailer looks nice. Yeah. The, <laughs> the idea is, is not that bad, I would say. Makes no. me wonder who's gonna create something for the Olympics soon. Um, you know, again, if you want to share some, uh, you know, then. Uh, but yeah, no, I I don't know. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of. I try, um, I, I try. Okay, I try too. These guys are all trying to save it, like from can, the bin. Can I we? Can it. we? It's still a sport. It's still a sport. You know, like I, I can imagine for people that are interested. Yeah, in the sport, yeah, Rowdy, you can make it very positive. Uh, you try, can try it. No, like. Can we can we have a name for the season like after you know an, 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 a new year like what what do we call this like this 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 third week it's or this drought. like almost it's, it's, a drought. It's, it's like the season of fast food VR content or something I don't know or it is yeah, yeah see, see Nathan's right because it's not that there aren't games releasing there are plenty yeah. of games releasing. and this is not only in the VR scene I also noticed this in the in the pancake true. industry it's the same it's deal true. but for VR it's more let's say uh, you know uh, I, well we're I the ones reporting a, on it so that's why it's hard you know 
Okay. Yeah, it's, for the, us. it's the drought of desperation. It's the developers who couldn't yeah. quite make it for Christmas have to release before March, so they drop it in January or February. But this kind of reminds me of Winter Games. Did you ever play Winter Games? What I so winter so I know I played a uh, uh, an Olympic Winter Games game on like it was like Super Nintendo or, or like something, Commodore sixty four like, or something. Yeah, that's like that or, era. Or Nintendo sixty four. It was that era, and it was really good. And it, it, the last time I played in a biathlon was that. Mm. It's like. 20 years ago now. Yeah. Why? What, what is this Winter Games game? Yeah, because that was this. That had the same thing where you're like skiing and then shooting. Mm. So you had to like ski and then shoot. I loved Mike's illustration for the audio listeners. Like, you know, like just skiing. like you know, shake his hands and shooting. That's how you do it. That's why, that's why you can't pry buttons from this, this, this bad boy. So uh, that was Biathlon Battle VR. Again, my biggest. Uh, disappointment there was no multiplayer. I don't know how. That, I think that would be really fun to ski alongside each other, like a sprint vector type yeah, and thing. Hold hands. Like, and I don't know about that, Nathan. It, yeah, clearly low. So if there if there is any Olympic game that you could have in VR, any suggestions? Also oh, in the call. chat. In the chat. <clears throat> swimming. Swimming. <laughs> Fact that swimming. The back hilarious. What are you gonna you, are you gonna like just do this the whole time? <laughs> How are you gonna control you, that? You lay flat on on a surface you or plank. something. You're and planking. Like, yeah, mm. it's it's good core training as well. God, I don't know enough about the Olympics. I actually, when I was in London, I skipped the London Olympics because I'm like, feck that I'm staying inside playing games. I don't care about that. Anyway, yeah. Or, Sorry, or like those. Uh, I I don't know the English word for it. when you're like running, you need to jump over like those obstacles. Um, <laughs> the do you mean the tall? No, no, no. Bar. You, you you do like a, a lap. <laughs> you do a lap and you need to jump over those like oh, boards. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, it's like a, like a hobby uh, horse. No, what? Uh, he means no no no. It's um you ju- so you're, like you're running right hurdles. Hurdles. The chat knows me. Hurdles. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. how do we not know hurdles? hurdles. Because Jesus. because because we're we're gamers and we don't. Okay. You know, we're not athletes. Two more. Two more. Easy. You guys speak English. So so be, <laughs> so before we go to the next game, we have some suggestions in the chat. Buck says uh, sumo. What do you think oh, about sumo that? sumo yes. would be really fun. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, you could get the momentum going, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then we have uh, uh, the Mad Hatter saying pole fault with room scale. Uh, Holy. Thomas, who says discus throwing for sure. Well, that's going to, you know. Oh, my God. That is a bad idea. Starter pistol simulator. Oh, no. And uh, Starter pistol? Yeah. Gymnastics. Yeah, I'd love to do Gymna- hurdles. Look, there are plenty of gymnastics games <laughs> already on Steam. Most of them, admittedly, are adult titles, but there are plenty wow. with girls in spandex. This, this, and stuff, this is so. the best one: frog racing. Is that an Olympic sport? I think that's not an Olympic sport. I have no idea. Maybe could be could be become one in the future. Thank you for asking, chat. Again, chat proving to us the level of your IQ is just <laughs> right up there. All right, Th- thank you all. Right, two more to get through. Who? What could they be? These are actually the quality ones. I know I said quality ones, and I let in with like, yeah. Anyway, uh, so this one you've we've already spoken about it early in the podcast. I won't uh, dwell on it too much. Ghost Giant is landing. Again, 20th of February, in case you weren't with us at the start. Uh, Nathan and Mike, I think, both got a chance to play this one. And I'll just t- tell you a couple little bits about the about the game. So um, this is their tagline. Sometimes all you need is a helping hand. Uh, and if you liked Moss, pay attention. In Ghost Giant, you are the protector of a lonely little boy named Nathan, uh, Lewis. 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 Invisible to everyone but him. So you're a ghost. It's a heartfelt puzzle story in VR about trying to keep life together with a little help 
from a very big friend. That's you. Um, for me, this feels like Animal Crossing fused with moss. Um, and unlike, I suppose, Nathan and Mike, my position on the game is I played halfway through on PSVR. It didn't have enough bite for me to keep playing it. Um, unlike Moss, which was more, there was more combat and stuff in there. Yeah. And I, I hate to say that. I mean, like, there are some games that just aren't manly enough to continue my attention. And unfortunately, I think that's where Ghost Giant fell down for me. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's uh, I agree. And I concur that it is a very quality title. I think a lot of people will enjoy it. It's an easy one. If it, to enjoy. Let's say if the if the story doesn't grab you in that sense, then you're not gonna finish it. It's really yeah. about the story, and it's a puzzle game, really. Like yeah. it's not. It's it it doesn't hold your hand either. Like there are scenes where you're stuck. Yeah, you're you're like, be stuck. Where the hell is the corn hat? All I need to find is the corn <laughs> hat for this little kid, and I can't find the bloody corn hat. It, <laughs> it is a puzzler, and, and that's why I'm not surprised that Mike really likes it. Yeah. Anyway, it's, what do you guys want to talk, say about it's it? It's almost Anything like else? um, it's almost like where's Wally as well because like you're right, you have to find these yeah. little yeah. pieces yeah, 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 yeah. that are that are hidden in the map somewhere, and uh, it could be like hidden under another piece that you need to move. So it it, it can be uh, frustrating if you yeah, don't like true. that sort of gameplay. But for me, I really loved it. Yeah. And and Chad says uh, Ghost Giant would be nice with hand tracking, but doesn't it have hand tracking? No. 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 They just look like so ghost what, hands. What is the, they look in the, like in the trailer? Hands. What is the what is the ghost hand then? It's like? just it's node based. It's node based. So, so it's still tracking your hand, but it's not tracking uh, okay. your your yeah, fingers or movements. Uh, no. Okay. no, I think you basically got grab and not grab. I, people and do, then, and they're like really last. Like you're like not Lance Armstrong. Shoot, <laughs> uh, who's the stretchy arm guy? The toy? Oh, the yeah, nineties. Yeah, stretch, arm, stretch Armstrong. Stretch, stretch Armstrong. Yeah, yeah no, don't stretch Lance Armstrong. You know that I actually destroyed Stretch Armstrong once by pulling him too hard. It's like the first time I bought one. It's been a few years ago, and I returned it to the store saying it was never my heard hole. of that. Um, but um, uh, something I do want to say, and that's something very unique that more uh, developers should make use of, uh, that you know will make things way more magical, is that you can also use the microphone. It's almost like this Nintendo DS. A kind of a thing where you can blow into, you know, the microphone and then actually interact with the world that way. And I don't yes. see anyone using the microphone that much in terms of what you say or, you know, or use you it. You know to... what? You know who uses it now? I just enabled that setting on The Walking Dead. Yeah. That's... The Walking Dead allows you to enable that zombies can hear you through the microphone. When, when you're streaming and talking to chat that doesn't and help. they're using your voice bot yeah. to also make noise... It's a little precarious, but that is another good place where. But I agree with Nathy. There is not enough. So you turned it off, this. or you turned it on? Oh, I turned it on. I think I think there like is another way more entertaining on. I think there is not an, good for me. There is another example that is great too. I think Mike has played it. It's the one where it's like you're in this cockpit and you speak to this computer. I think. Oh it's, yeah, uh, Starship Commander. That was uh, yeah, one yeah, of the Zim's one. recommendations. Uh, OC. There's yeah. another one that Mike. does something. Well, not the same, but Elite. roughly similar. Elite does it the, too. Uh, yeah. Elite does it too, but I meant the the game from the Metro developers. How is it called again? Oh, uh, no. uh, oh, uh, Arctica One. Arctica One. Arctica One. Arctica One. Yeah. When you speak, they um, make like the mist like, comes out of your breath the comes comes out in, out in the cold. Mouth. Yeah. But, but that's there as well. If you're smoking a cigar in Blood and Truth in the PSVR game, you're able to do that's that. That's true. As well. That's also true. Yeah. yeah. So th- there are a few games that do it. Um, I think. I think Nathan kind of hit it on the head, though, with uh, the Nintendo DS reference, because Nintendo tried it, 
it kind of failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, remember they had the, like, I remember playing like Castlevania and they had the ice cubes that you could like clear on the screen and stuff with a stylus. That I found to be a lot more compelling in their games than um, yeah. the breathing. But uh, also, also, Rowdy, don't compare, uh, you know, uh, Arctica one with Metro. You know, you know what happens. It's an inside yeah, joke. No, it for comes it, from people. the yeah. No, 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 don't, no, no. You, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> this is the you know inside joke. <laughs> Keep it on the down low. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Last one, but not least, um, this is the game Mike introduced me with this week. O Shape. Uh, so O-Shape, which was previously available on uh, PC VR headsets, is now coming to Quest. And I can tell you, having played through all of the 17 songs, uh, which were available in three different difficulties, that it is, it's a great room workout. Um, and I'll call that, like, you need lateral space available. I was, I was uh, punching my window mm-hmm. a little bit. And a little bit to the right. That's about the amount of room you need. A little bit wider than your 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 kind of arms outstretched. But this is another uh, rhythm uh, rhythm beat game. Uh, except for on the beats, you're you know uh, stepping aside from objects, ducking things, punching uh, large red walls that come in front of you, and of course the hallmark of the game, making <laughs> silly body shapes to fit through glass panels that are coming at you. Now. O-Shape actually lends and takes its hand from uh, a Japanese uh, TV show, which was called yeah. Hole in the Wall. And there have been a couple of other VR titles that attempted something like this. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I have to say that uh, O-Shape, in its form and quest for me, uh, was astounding. And, and I'm, I keep getting gobsmacked by these conversions from PC titles that come over to Quest and they run like glass. And this is another one. Um, so... You've now got, you know, with Autica uh, having released uh, less than a month ago, and then this, uh, you've got two brand new great titles with their own kind of fresh music in a box. So It's a fun game. It's a fun game. Does Nathy want to tell the story about um, the, the hole in the wall game that we played? Oh, God. <laughs> what did you play? So, like, so, so, I, so I visited Nathy, right? And we were <laughs> playing a bunch of stuff together. And um, there was this, like, hole in the wall game that we played with full body trackers so we used like vive trackers like strapped to yeah. our feet and Absolutely. um it, like it was it was bad but all but it was so bad that it was good you know what i mean um and there was one part where actually nathy jumped in the air to get through one of these like hole in the wall shapes and it actually worked and it was just like brilliant when it worked freaking epic freaking but the epic. rest it kind of didn't work so, so well it's but, so uh, funny but it was so funny it because was funny. of it because of the fact it didn't work it was even way yeah. way more fun yeah <laughs> but yeah, O-Shape, when you see someone nailing those like positions, yeah. it's just hilarious. Like watching your stream was just hilarious. This, this, was, I, no, this is something yeah. I saw at Gamescom. You know, they had it at Gamescom, they were showing it off and there were people really into it. And mm. like, it's it's definitely something that they should also have at arcades because it's really stealing. Just like with Beat Saber, it's very... Yeah. So yeah, this is a, this is a, this is a good advertisement for VR, I would say. That's great. You two yeah, I, I agree with you. Like if, if the O-Shape team aren't going to conventions... And putting a big old screen up and having people play this game, like it, it should draw attention. As you say, like when, when you saw people playing Beat Saber, crowds would line up to be like, oh, what is this? This looks really engaging. And then you get that crowd effect building. And I think this, I agree with you, this would totally build hype in a crowd. Yeah. We have El Bagdel Wonk, which is just knowledgeable reversed. I just saw that. But uh, he says in chat uh, that they also have a Kamasutra add on. That would be. 
Oh, <laughs> I would think that would be hilarious if someone would mod those kind of shapes in that game. <laughs> <laughs> and it would require multiplayer? Yeah. <laughs> the multiplayer add-on? Oh, God. No, honey, do downwards facing dog right now. Yeah, okay, that's great. Yeah, they could even hit, they could sell it as, uh, as well, something. You know, <laughs> everyone who's who's uh, watching or listening, uh, uh, enjoy the free show. This one is completely free. <laughs> this, is, uh, this, this, this was it. Like, there, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing I'll say in other, other uh, game release related news is, I'm sorry we haven't had much on PSVR landing recently. That store has been a bit dry. Um, but what we do have uh, this week, which I would recommend you stay away from, is a game called Bullet Sorrow VR. Oh, it was Bullet out, Sorrow, um, yeah. yeah. It was out for other uh, other platforms, PC VR, for it's instance. It's been a while, though. It's been a while. It's been almost two years, I think, uh, since it landed there. From what I could glean from it, first off, uh, mixed, if not negative or poor reviews from what I've seen of it. Um, it doesn't look like they've done much uh, to upgrade the game. They brought it over to PlayStation. I guess they're rolling the dice again, but... Personally, I would say stay away from that. And next week, we'll talk a little bit more about the one that Nathie already spiked about, which is uh, Space Channel. Uh, Space Channel 5. To PlayStation uh, quite soon. So we'll talk about that oh, more next week. That's going to be lovely. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm definitely looking forward to that because I think, Nathie, did you play that as well? Yeah, I did. I did. I can also, you yeah. know, I'm sure you also have some footage. Maybe we should also share some of our moves on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Sharing our moves. <laughs> I might take yours then. All right. Well, that was it for uh, releases this week. Um, we'll go back to Mike. So, cool, cool. So, um, our main topic this week is a bit of an unusual one, and I saw this doing the rounds this week, and even uh, mainstream media outlets were talking about it. And you may have seen it for yourself. Uh, now, this footage it was footage that came from a South Korean documentary where a company used VR to recreate the likeliness of a seven-year-old girl that had sadly passed away. And then they reunited the digital avatar of that girl with her mother. Um, so sadly, we can't show the video as apparently it's getting a lot of copyright strikes for people that are showing it. But I can kind of explain what it shows. I think we've got a couple of stills as well. Um, it's actually really hard to watch the video as well. Like I watched it earlier on in uh, yeah. doing research from the show and it actually like completely got me like I, and, and unexpectedly as well. Like I, know, I don't normally get emotional about stuff, but for some reason this hit me really hard and I was just like, holy crap, this is just really difficult to watch because, you know, like I can't even uh, begin to comprehend what it would be like for that mother to lose uh, a daughter. Uh, and then, and then, having lost a daughter, then be reunited with, you know, an avatar that looks practically, you know, uh, indistinguishable mm. from, you know, her, her dead daughter. Um, and this is literally a black mirror. It is. It is. Though, it, isn't it, it? It, I mean, that's. The, I know you were going to bring it up, it, probably. It, it but totally is. Um, it's so weird because I never expected that. Yeah. To make it into real life yeah and and Theory. and you know just um the the mother's emotions you know obviously she's wearing um a vive pro headset you know which is wireless and she's got like these gloves on and vive trackers on her hands and it's all kind of been filmed in like mixed reality almost um but you can you can hear from her voice uh you know the pain that she's going through and obviously the the tears are streaming like from underneath the headset so like it completely got me i was like oh my god this is like so hard to watch um but it's very interesting and it opens up a very interesting sort of conversation to have and this is kind of what i wanted to to open up to you guys as well in that you know this kind of technology so they, they've recreated uh this avatar of of this uh woman's 
you know, dead daughter, which is tragic. I think she had like a, an illness, you know, um, so she didn't, didn't make it sadly. Um, but the thing is, you know, you, when you watch the video, the, the, probably the heartbreaking thing about the whole thing is that the mother uh, is trying to reach out and grab grab her. She wants to hold her. She wants to hug her. And and the avatar is talking to her as well and sort of saying, you know, did you miss me and stuff like this. And that that like when I like lost my mind, like literally broke my heart when I watched it. Um, but the, the thing is, like, should should this be possible? You know, is the question really that I wanted to ask, because, you know, in, in my opinion, you know, with the whole grieving process, you know, and of course, you never want to forget these people. You, that will never happen. You'll always remember them. But at some point, you've got to let go. Right. You've got to let go of this um, physical connection. And I think that 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 being reunited with a, a loved one that's passed away in VR like this, that's almost so realistic that you you want to reach out and touch them and talk to them, that surely that isn't helping with the grieving process. You know, it's just opening up the wounds yeah. even further. You know, it's not yeah. it's not giving you that time to heal. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to ask you guys. Like, you know, what do you think about this? And if you could, um, you know, bring a loved one or like a loved pet, for example, back to life, would you do it? And should you do it is the question. I got a question about this because I, I couldn't glean from the information that I'd absorbed. <clears throat> is this a scripted kind of enactment by the daughter in VR? Is this uh, kind of reactive AI? I couldn't tell exactly what it was. I thought it was scripted. Yeah, it felt scripted, I think. You know, um, like she came around the corner, she was wearing the kind of clothes and, and, and even sandals that she would normally wear in real life. Um, and then she started asking questions and particularly like, you know, did you, if, if you missed me, you know, you, you know, do I look pretty yeah. wearing this and stuff like that? And you're just like choking up, you know, like, oh, I've got, I've got something in my eye, you know, um, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. And then later on in the video, you know, she's putting her to bed and then celebrating a birthday that she never had with her. Um, and it's just awful. And I couldn't imagine myself personally wanting to, to, because I couldn't imagine myself wanting to relive that pain again. Do you know what I mean? Because the problem is, you know, as some people might say it might be good for her, you're having to say goodbye all over again, you know, and that is like the hardest part is saying goodbye. So to then relive it and then have to say goodbye again, it's like, you know, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. And, and, and it's I also, think... it's not natural to say goodbye twice. No, no, definitely not. And and this is interesting because this is the first time we've ever really seen anything like this. Yeah. You know, uh, I, th I think it's something that is um, very carefully, uh, it can be used in appropriate scenarios. I mean, I don't know how she lost her daughter. Mm. If it was a sudden accident, if it was a disease, if it was, you know, like indeed, like has she had the chance before to say goodbye? Yeah, I think because so. Maybe... It was like a, an ongoing illness. Um, okay. Yeah. So for for that kind of stuff, I do think it's, it's not good to mm. do something like this because indeed you will have to, you know, the thing with you basically is how life would be if she would still be around. And I don't, no per se if that is good for someone who has gone through that emotional closure already mm -hmm. in order to to open that back up but i do think that for people who haven't had the chance to say goodbye or who have not had that emotional closure for that specific group that something like this could be useful yeah that's but interesting the problem yeah. the, the problem with this again is because it's it's scripted it's it's written by someone else 
And this is not done by the person itself who is saying goodbye. And I think that is a very crucial aspect that is missing in this experience because this is exactly. made by someone who has no idea who this person Okay, they, they probably read a diary or they probably get information from their parents, but they have no idea who this Family. person really is. And we, we don't know what that person in that kind of scenario would say. It's a completely different kind of scenario if, for example, some someone's father or mother would make this kind of thing for, you know, when I pass away, I want my family to have a remembrance of me and like, this is how I am. And then that, that's a completely different kind of scenario again yeah. than what but, this is, I think. But then, then also if this that, is created by someone who actually passes away. Yeah, but mm -hmm. as you said, like that, that would have a different approach in terms of what you would step into in VR. Mm. But that's why I'm saying like, I yeah. don't think you can just say like, yes, you can do this or no, you can oh. do not because it depends highly on the situation mm. I think that you're yeah. in and on the, you know, the, the emotional strength and the, the amount of closure that those people have well, already had. The, the, the thing is, and, and that's that's what I'm wondering is like, if let's say someone, you know, passed away recently and there's a company who, you know, knows that that just happened, you know, there are companies out there who sell stuff to you because so a company comes to you. And they say like, listen, this this is what we can do. You know, we can bring someone back. You can just, you know, uh, do whatever you want. Just let us know. Um, it's hard to reviews to a, for a lot of people. Mm. I've seen like when I, when this when this video dropped, I saw people on Twitter on Facebook. Some of them said like, yeah, this is this is creepy. This is not okay. This this is gonna. But others were like, oh. You know, I would really like to meet this, and 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 it, it, you know, that's the thing. It's for for a lot of people, it's hard to say no to something like that. But even but if it can, would be better for you in the end, because even for me, if someone would say like, "Hey, uh, like my grandparents passed away the like last year and the year before that," and I'm like, if someone would come to me right now and they would say that, it's hard for me to say no, even mm -hmm. that you guys say it's creepy. Yeah. I don't care. Well, but but it's again, like, but again, you know? that, I think that highly depends on like you know how this thing is being constructed. Because if it's someone else who's making your grandparents or your your loved one, that's yeah, that, a completely yeah. different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, what I'm hinting. but imagine imagine if they would indeed be able to upload the entire you know human <laughs> being in 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 this kind of form. That's a completely different I, thing because then you have the actual person into this kind of experience. Yeah. And could you I, say but, no to that then? But isn't there the uncanny? So this is exactly where the Black Mirror episode takes us. Okay, so for those who haven't seen it, right? I think it's a wife loses her husband or mm -hmm. something along those lines. And there's a system that basically ingests that man's profile. So they've got all his emails, all his correspondence, and they recreate him in such a way that she's there, you know, on the bed with the phone out. Now with the service, this like restoration afterlife, texting him, right? And getting all bittersweet tears and stuff because she feels like she's test, te you know, texting her old husband, um, who, who who died prematurely, and like the, I mean, the core question, I guess, Mike, that you're asking here, right, is firstly, firstly, should it exist? Um, and I I would take a very similar stand to this as I would on something as divisive as like abortion, which is, I think it's a very personal subject. It's a very circumstantial subject. I think it's going to depend on the situation at hand. I take Nathie's point in that it's like medicine, right? Sometimes medicine isn't good for you. Um, and it's it's difficult to say no to something that feels like it's right, but maybe shouldn't be right. Um, or that's something that you shouldn't opt into. For me personally, um, I've unfortunately dealt with this situation uh, quite directly. Um, I used to be a hospital porter and we deal with people who were very ill. 
to the point where you'd go from the minute they were alive, they'd die, you'd hear, you'd bring, you'd, the family would be there, you'd, 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 you know, they'd go through the trauma that that is for whatever minutes it is. We'd wrap up the body, take them downstairs into the morgue and shelve them. Like that was my job for a while. So dealing with that pain, like what you said, like that video, watching that back, brought those memories back mm. to me. This kind of wave of like, when you feel someone else's pain, yeah. it's your mirror neurons all kicking off. Yeah. And so you feel like you're in their shoes and it, it's a really weird uh, human thing. I, I, you know, going through that, I'm glad we have that capability because it allows us to be empathetic mm. with someone else instead of just standing there coldly being like, oh, they're going through something. I have no idea what that feels like. Your brain triggers in a way. So for me, um, this being allowed, if you were to compare it with something like DNA-based cloning, um, I would probably stand on cloning and saying that's a, a, quite a dangerous pit for us to go down just with science. Um, and, and I'm but, not going to take us I, I, down that rabbit hole. But for this, it, it feels, because it's very personal, and it, it doesn't have like a multiplicative effect. It's one person. Mm. It could be quite cathartic to, you know, some people go through grieving a different way and opening up an old jewelry box with memories of something. I mean, you'll see it in any, uh, you know, uh, kind of romantic, heart jerking, tear jerking film uh, where someone, you know, opens up an old memory box or something. This is just a modern version of that for me. And if you've been through that difficult time, any tool that can help you, even if it means you go through more pain to kind of purge it, I think it's a good thing. I mean, it's technology. It's new. People yeah. are going to have to learn how to use this as a tool. But for me, I think it should stay. I, I think I think I'm afraid that it's going to get exploited because it's like you can make a lot of money out of that too. Because a lot of you people the want this, side, right? and then it's like, not like oh, maybe it's not suitable for you, and maybe it's too. No, they just want to make money in the end. And this is this but, if this becomes it, it, like a legit it, it can, thing. Yeah, no, I, it can I, take much, much worse turns as that because now we're only talking about, you know, well, people who died. But what about people who live? For example, if you have a, a creepy ex who wants to have you in uh, your kind of uh, virtual reality world or like you know, there's so many weird kind of scenarios that can develop from that as well that I, I'm not entirely convinced well, that this is such a good what it, idea. What it comes down to is that we are talking about playing for God and there is no one who should be allowed to do that. Yeah, but we've been doing that for yeah. years. That's yeah, I mean, like take but, a picture yeah, yeah. of somebody. I mean, what do you mean? Like that's what yeah, yeah. Native American Indians is like. No, 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 but you yeah. can't take a yeah, yeah, photograph. Yeah, yeah, no. You're stealing my soul. No, no, I get but it. I mean, but it, it every time proves that it's that it's not gonna head into the right direction. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, Nate, um, Rowdy made an interesting point in the you know um, say uh, the the circumstances around the death are quite sudden, and you didn't have the ability to say goodbye. There may be using this technology to have that ability to say goodbye and have that closure might be helpful and something that I hadn't considered. Well, but a, but yeah. what I do want to stress about it as a coping mechanism, not something that is sold by a company or if you yeah. pay a lot of money. No, this needs to be in a psychiatric environment that people, they've tried other things, they, they can't get over their grief and they have another tool, which is then this kind of experience mm. in yeah. order to get closure, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. not that a company can yeah. say like oh when you know we, no, 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 we no, have like, this person on our yeah. file and it's, yeah if it's controlled no, no, no. and and it's it's used like as a medicine in a way where it's like you know they did research on it they know what the effects are if it's good to you know use that on this person based on all the data they mm. have then it's fine but it, if it becomes a commercial I, thing nah, like nah. because if i disagree it, i disagree so wholeheartedly on this because Again, you're saying that based on measurements, you're going to be able to tell what's right and wrong, which is not that clear cut in this case. Mm. But not yet, I think what Nathie's saying is like if it was someone like a doctor or a psychiatrist that was saying, you know, maybe it's try this still, out. 
Still, you know, how many doctors misprescribe medicine? It's not yeah. it's not that clear cut. Yeah. But what I think, you know, is, is the is the point. The reason why I wanted to talk about this was because, you know, it was something I think unlike anything else we've ever seen. Yeah. It, it, you know, as human beings, you know, we've never seen anything like this, I don't think, um, before, you know, a full embodiment of, of, of a lost one in such a realistic and, um, you know, immersive way. We've never seen that before. So I thought it was unique. I thought it was interesting. And it does raise these like interesting questions around ethics yeah. and whether it's right for someone or maybe not right for someone else. But it, it certainly divided mm. the opinion online. And I think it's divided us to a certain degree as well in terms of whether we think it's <laughs> right or not. Good, there's, also, there's also a really good point here that Rowdy make. And I, I want to go into that because for me, we're now in the age of profiling. And what I mean by that is you've got a digital profile. Google knows you. Facebook knows you. You know, uh, whatever search engine you use uh, knows you and, and probably the your texting service or whatever, you know, like what insurance companies are trying to get you DNA sequence so they can determine which kind of genetic like. Sure. Kind of But this is what Rowdy's saying, like, right. What if what if, you know, it's like, here, I'll just I'm going to take a, a hair out of Mike's beard and now <laughs> Mike's my personal sex doll like i mean like wow. how <laughs> hey well, you did send me that pillow that, mike i mean you did, did ask for it that pillow, yeah. you know? yeah. at least i want to cut it no at least you're going to cut me in you know give me a percentage <laughs> jesus <laughs> but like i mean this is the thing that even um mm. even 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 sex workers are quite sensitive to um and we, we take it back to like uh martial arts mm. uh who was it was a jet lee um who did not allow himself to be uh filmed in three it's moves. 360, because yeah. it's like, those are my moves. Those are going to die with me. I don't want Bruce to be... Lee, no? Bruce Lee, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I think that, Rowdy, you're really onto that point. And I think, frankly, and unfortunately, the business drivers behind this, the use cases that are going to blur those lines, I think, irrespective of what we all think, I think that's coming. I think that's absolutely coming. I think that our digitized identities... As close and and again the uncanny valley separating between that thing that isn't us mm. and the real us is coming. The really weird thing um, that I think is is also coming is having a personal coach, right, or a, a coaching um, system that uses that entity that is you. You're still alive, Rowdy. You want to self improve. We take your profile and we present it back to you so you can have the quickest closed loop with yourself and realize your own personal flaws and get better and use that in some kind of a, a way to spring. What do you mean? What do you mean? Get better. I mean, sorry. Sorry, he's he's got to realize that he's a perfect human. It's just like I have that thing in a house. It's called a mirror. <laughs> oh my God. This is now, not going to age well. I'm afraid. Now we're delving into other problems. You know? This is a great topic, though, Mike. Yeah. I mean, I like, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. It's one of the reasons that podcasts are great because having contentious subjects to talk about, mm. I think, is a, is, a, is a, as long as you're willing to hear both sides of the argument, uh, you know, your, your brain can change yeah. uh, because of the views of others, well, things you hear, yeah. um, as you said, Mike, right? Like, there's certain views you wouldn't even consider, and you're kind of locked in one way of thinking. And until you, either have that discussion or are involved in listening to or, you know, participating in that online. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. You maybe don't get a chance to even consider yes. those alternatives. For sure. So, I'd love to know yeah, what the... Thanks for bringing contentious stuff. No, because it's I appreciate great. that. Um, I'd love to know what the chat think, you know, uh, what what's their view on it. Um, and I, w- I would urge you, you know, if, you, if you're going to go and watch the video, just have some tissues nearby because there is no way you're not going to be shedding tears by watching that video. There's, I don't think anyone could get through that without shedding a tear. It's, it's, it's that sort of a heartbreaking to watch. But, you know, I think it is an interesting subject and I think it's, it's worth yeah. uh, a little discussion. So uh, I'm glad you sort of enjoyed it. Um, so yeah if you've got any questions in the chat now's a great time also let us know what your views are as well uh, most, sort of, most of them go, to, the... go about your pillow oh they want the, they want where, the where DNA where can we get the, the blow up mic doll yeah. Yeah. you, you, you um, get a mic waifu pillow blow up pillow I, I just find it really interesting so like just to summarize right like I'm kind of for it Rowdy, you seemed to be on the specific case applications yeah, Nathy, you're caveating about business and saying you think you know business is going to unfortunately abuse this? I agree with that. Um, and Mike, you were basically saying, well, you started off by saying it's a kind of a no go. Yeah, Mike. I think this so. Is probably a door best left closed. I think so. Yeah. Um, which I find really interesting, given that we're called the F Reality Podcast. Uh, you know, it's like fake reality, but we got to keep some real bits. You know, so <laughs> for I sure. just thought I'd finish on that. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, the dead kids bit we got to keep. Yeah, yeah, we need a new host. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any no, it's good i like it that we're having different opinions i i i prefer that yeah. we're all nodding at the same stuff we got to get new people yeah exactly um so let me recap the show and then we can take some questions and some opinions from the chat so uh just a reminder it's a weekly vr ar and mr talk show live streamed every saturday on youtube and on twitch um, don't forget, you can also catch the show live in big screen TV. Someone tweeted out this uh, this week that they're watching the show live in big screen TV, which is really awesome. Uh, the show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. And also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Spotify. Also, let us know if you've in, if you've noticed that the quality of the stream has improved this week, because like I said, we're streaming now in 1080p rather than 720. So if our cams are looking a bit clearer or you think it looks a bit nicer, again, we'd love to know your feedback in the chat. And if you've got any other suggestions of stuff you'd like to see improved upon in the future, again, we would really appreciate that feedback. And I think one of the biggest feedback points which we, which we are taking on board is trying to arrange to have more guests on the show, right? We've already got that. So um, a couple of us have been working on on, on that. And, and so we're, yeah, we're very no. close to having the technology to be able to finally bring guests back on like we used to. Yeah. Um, and it just took a little bit of redesign. So yeah. we're nearly there yeah. now. Yeah. Another couple of weeks and I think we'll be there. Dead uh, guests. There was a great... Dead guests. Dead guests. On <laughs> it's it. Oh, God. Jesus, Rowdy. We're not going, we're not there, going yet. there Maybe what? next year. So, so next week, uh, Hang on. we're going to have Hatsune Miku on the show. And... Uh... <laughs> That would be cool. I'd be up for that. Dude. The Vocaloids on the I, show? I am linking you to a video. Uh, maybe not. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, later. Later. Oh, uh, also, I, let's just say I, I got known for that video, for, for that VR experience on DK2 for a very good reason. Okay. Dark room. Uh, anyway. Um, Kyle Stevens uh, has posted one of the best things I've seen in chat today. I'm curious if we would develop a set of emotional VR legs with this kind of stuff. Like if after a while we wouldn't, you know, wouldn't give us any real emotional response. And I think that we've all probably been through that. We talked about it before, like with the um, the whole virtual gun thing. Mm. The first time you, or a knife, right? You stab a, a human in VR, feels weird. Like there's a weird switch in your brain. The first time you turn a gun on yourself in VR, um, I've certainly felt those barriers. What does that remind you guys of? I, 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 don't, I don't think that... Um... Like with with the game, because I think the uncanny valley is still too big in order to like you know get convinced that it's it's real, you know that, that 
because that's what what you're basically talking about I, I still feel a certain distance between me and the virtual reality game if i'm playing gta and i'm driving over people it's not like i'm thinking you know i'm driving on the road hmm, maybe we should try it here too you know like uh, that there, there's not like the the logical response or the, the logical what are you looking at me for that? Like that's him. I, I totally don't believe it. I'm sure there's a small bit in your brain that goes like, I could just turn. The, the difference is, is like now, obviously being a VR veteran, you don't feel that way. But certainly I would agree with Zim in the, in the very early days, it felt very strange. Just a strange but, but do you think that that is because you have less emotions? Or do you think because you get used to it that it, it is a game and it's not real? I think you do become that, desensitized to it to a certain degree. Yeah. But you I don't really think, think that like, you become I, desensitized. So if you would now pick up a gun, you would be less sensitive about, you know, aiming it at someone. No, 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 no. I, Not in like, real I life. No. I don't think so. It, Not in real it, life. It, it, it affected me for sure when it came to uh, roller coasters. I used to be quite timid at roller coasters. And again, just from going on virtual roller coasters, I all of a sudden had balls of steel the last time I was <laughs> at an amusement park. And let me tell you, I'm not that kind of guy generally, but VR, I was like, let's go on the next Herculean ride, whatever it is. And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, that is completely and only because of all the VR coasters I've been riding. And it's weird because there was definitely a, a, a fear factor switch in my brain before. Now, does that mean that that parallels with firearms? Hmm. I, 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 still, I still think I that, a, that a part of how you play a video game reflects your own personality and not in the way... You know where? Whoops. No, that, that's not where we're going. Not not in that sense. But it's we need, like we need, we need to get Rowdy some medical help. I think. Yeah, no. Like you know, for example, when I like, if we would all play GTA, for example, we yeah. all play it in a different way. You know. Uh, I like. To play are you saying that you officer. don't drive over people when no, you I, play GTA? No, no, no. I don't drive over people in GTA. Um, and I also <laughs> no, that's true. Um, do you drive on the wrong side of I the road? Ask, yeah, of course. How many rules do you break in GTA? Of course, like those rules you list. break because. Uh, no, but I, I mean, I mean, in a way where uh, did that done that, and it's like for me, GTA have no urge to drive over people or shoot people on the sideway or. But there's uh, a number but, of studies that have shown that the you know because games I know have it's not no okay. impact, have yeah. no impact yeah. on like you know being emotional incapable yeah. or something like that, and I and I fully stand by that. I think um, it's the opposite. I, I think I mean I agree with you. I'm saying I think it's the opposite effect on us as humans. Anyone who's a gamer who hasn't come home at some stage, and whether it's Bubble Bobble or GTA driving over bikini babes on a beach, right, like uses that to de-stress. I think you're. <laughs> you know Humans I mean? are violent from it's nature. It's a useful right? punching bag. I love Bubble Bubble, by the way. It's one of my favorite <laughs> games as a kid. <laughs> one of my yeah, one of my wife's favorites. Love it. By the way, something you forgot to mention, Mike, is that people need to also like this stream. Yeah, you should definitely do that. You should definitely like this stream. Yeah, we need it. We need it, especially this episode. We need it. And subscribe. Subscribe too. Yes. Besides um, that, anything else? Oh, we have Twitter. Thanks for the we donations we had the, this uh, this time yeah. as well. We had quite a few. Yeah. Thanks for the donations. Yeah. Any questions, or, or should we just wrap it up and say goodbye as we run in so, on a little bit? Someone says PSVR two question mark question mark. Well, we know that's going to happen. It's just a question of when. Yeah. Next. One day. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, wait. So Mike's a dirty cop. <laughs> yep. It was in a former life. In a former life, he was a dirty cop. I think that's it for this yeah. week, as far as I can see. Cool. Yeah. Well, I hope you've uh, all enjoyed the show. I know it's been kind of a range of topics this week, some unusual ones as well at the end there. Uh, but let us know in the comments as well, because we do go back to the comments of the video once it's been uploaded after the stream. So uh, if you want to put your opinions there, feel free to do so. We'll be back next week with the show at the usual time. So have a great week in VR. Until then. Take care.
and bye-bye for now. See you later.